Hey guys, welcome to Insight. I am Gino, your host, and I have my co-host Matt Van Brabant with me tonight. Matt, how are you, my brother? Hello, hello. What's up, people? How you been, bro? I'm good. I'm good. And you? Doing okay. Doing okay. Hanging in there, man. Get bracing for that big winter storm rolling in on Friday. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> oh, man, I don't know. <laughs> we They're can't saying, catch a break no, right now. I know. They're saying three to six inches. I don't know. Let's just hope it doesn't happen. I, I'm getting yeah, that spring yeah. fever. You know when March hits, you just start getting that spring fever here and here. But you know it spring is isn't really till the middle of May, so you got to kind of wait another, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I play all these psychological games with myself to, to pretend it's warm outside, even though it's not. Like today, well, I wasn't, when wearing, it's cold wasn't wearing a coat. You're angry, it serves you right. <laughs> it does. That's what it it is. You set yourself up for failure. <laughs> it does. Absolutely. 100%, man. Well, we have a returning guest from last week. Yes, sir. AC Cordell is joining us, the founder and director of Resting Place Church. And also, I don't know if we. We mentioned a little bit, he, t he talked about his uh, writing skills and musicianship and all that stuff. Uh, maybe we'll get back into that this week, because I find that fascinating, that you're you're such a multi-talented person and so many different skills. I think that's really cool, and I've always been extremely jealous of people that have musical giftings, because I have zero. I, I would love to play guitar. <laughs> I, would love, I just don't have the coordination for it, so I'm super jealous of people that do have that gifting and calling so that's awesome that you have that so this is part two ac had to cut it a little short last week he had some business to take care of but he is here to give us the full story and i'm sure he will be back with us in the future ac how are you my friend good and and just for the record i had to get off last week because literally i had no charger in my vehicle oh, that's right <laughs> and i was i was doing the entire show from my vehicle while i was driving in traffic <laughs> and I was literally down to 2%. And I was like, well, I better say something before it just completely cuts off and we're, we're done. <laughs> yeah. so, oh, he's uh, gone. It was funny because I had told Matt, I was like, two, I asked him how long. He said, maybe up to two hours. I was like, what? I don't have enough information within me to give you guys two hours of my time. <laughs> it's easier than you think. <laughs> and, you know, an hour into it, I'm like, we're just getting started. I mean, we may go three hours. And I look at my phone, and I'm like, dead. So, no, I'm, I'm, I'm honored to be back with you guys. I'm looking forward to it. I hated getting off uh, the call. But, um, yeah. And, and, you know, I wanted to say something about what you said a second ago, Gino, about <laughs> – um, it's, it's crazy when I hear people repeat my life on, on social media or any podcast, and I've been doing a lot of podcasts lately. So it's crazy to kind of hear when bios are being talked or, or anything, because there's, I can see in my life where there's sections where I, I, God put me in this place for this season and God put me in this place for that season. And. Uh, you know, the season that I walked through where we were talking about as a musician and an artist, uh, the first season was growing up in the church, playing for my dad and mom. This next season was playing in the secular industry uh, with, you know, famous people and hanging out with people that I had no business hanging out with, uh, making crazy money as a teenager. And that was for a season. And then when I went off to college and God kind of reshifted my direction music wise while I was at Lee, it was a whole different season. And so I, when I'm hearing you say things and it's reminding me of some of the things I walked through, uh, it was very interesting, but you know, um, yeah, there's, there's a few things in my life when it, especially with the secular industry that I, 
I wish I would have handled a lot different. So, uh, but even even with the industry and working with people in Nashville, uh, with Integrity Music and different, you know, there's still some things I wish I would have handled differently, especially on the business uh, side of things. Right. Well, I mean, I think we can all look back at our life in 2020 vision <laughs> yeah. and say, man, I wish, you know, if, if, if in nuts were candy and butts, we'd all have a wonderful Christmas. That's my favorite saying. I love that one. Um, <laughs> but it's like you said, it, you said it well, but it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's so true. I mean, I think of so many times I took the wrong path, you know, and I'm like, gosh, what if I would have just took that other road? What would have happened? Yeah. But you know what? God works it all out for good. Right. I mean, that's the amazing yeah. thing. I think me and Matt have talked about this before. I think of it as like a tapestry that God's got in, in one day, you're going to see all those threads and how he, even when you took the wrong course or made the wrong decision or even sinned, how he used evil for good and worked it all out. Just like, you know, Romans eight twenty eight, he worked it all out for good. And you're going to see that beautiful tapestry in heaven. You're going to say, what's that? And he's going to say, that was your life. I had it all yeah. worked out. It worked out perfectly. You know, and that's why you're here with me now because you followed my son first. Yeah. And I think that that's the thing that is so it's we can't comprehend that in our human mind. But spiritually, I think us three definitely understand that. You know, we get it. We're like, yeah, that is amazing how his sovereignty and his providence can direct our life even when we choose the wrong direction. Mm. It's mm. just amazing how he, he can oversee the whole thing. Yeah, it's yeah. a hero's journey. Mm. You know, I mean, if you think about even like all the stories you've ever heard about heroes, they didn't have, you know, perfectly shined armor. They didn't have swords without scratches. You know, they, they didn't win every battle. That's, that's part of a hero's journey is, you know, the, the scars that come from it, you know, the, the lessons that are learned. And that's something that I'm evaluating often in my life, you know, because it's like, yeah, there's a lot of things, a lot of times in my life that I'm not super proud of. You know, I, I mean, there was times where I was so far away from the Lord that who knew what I was even capable of. Yeah. Um, but I know now that I wouldn't change. I wouldn't trade my life now for the life that I lived then, even though then I said I wouldn't trade my life then for the life I live now. But yeah, you know, it's so, uh, it's one of those things where you got to know your value and you got to know your worth. And uh, when you are living in, in certain seasons where uh, you know, the old saying, go where you're, uh, what is it called? Something about being tolerated. I just slipped my mind. Uh, <laughs> you know, where people, you, you go where you want to be celebrated. That's where it is, as opposed to being tolerated. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and there's so many times in life where, I don't know, I, I look back and I say, okay, God, I, I want to be in your will whether people tolerate me or not, or like me, like what I had to say or do, that's, that's irrelevant. I want to be in your perfect will. I want to be in your plan because um, in your plan, uh, in your perfect will means I have perfect protection. I have perfect uh, provision. Everything that, that I'm supposed to have I, is going to be at my access because I'm doing what you want me to do as opposed to what I want to do. And, you know, there is a such thing as God's permissive will and God's perfect will. And some people are satisfied with permissive will, trying to get through. Uh, to me, I want to be smack dab in the middle of what he exactly wants me to do, because I want to see the, I want to reap the benefits of, of being faithful and being obedient to his word. And so um, whether I'm tolerated or celebrated, it really don't matter to me. 
I'm, I'm going to do what God tells me to do. Because even the people that, that, that t- just tolerate you and they don't celebrate you, um, who's to say that they're in God's perfect plan or will? So yeah. I can't, I can't be, I can't be listening to what everybody else thinks. Uh, you know, it's, you know, it's like the voices in the, you know, on the shoulder, the good and the bad and, and, you know, always something's chirping. And so for me, it's about what we talked about last week, pray, listen, and obey. And when we do that, and we do what he's asked us to do, we are in God's perfect plan, his will. And that's exactly where every believer and every Christian should want to be smack dab in the middle of that. Because that's where you'll get the blessing. That's where you get, like I said, the provision, the protection. Uh, all the things that God has for us is in the middle of his perfect plan and will. Um, and that's 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 where I hope that I'm I'm found. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, well, when you're smack dab in the middle of his will, you know, things can't go wrong. You know, it that's that's the irony of it all. I, I don't know why it's so hard for us as human beings to not pursue walking in the middle of his will and rather take our own route because if we would just stick to what he's told us to do we know it's all going to work out perfectly but yet for some reason that that flesh just gets in the way and you know and our desires get in the way and all these other things that distract us and we just start going that that other way and then you're like oh i wish i would have just stayed on that narrow road i wouldn't have got myself into this predicament and I, right. I think that's where Christians, you know, a lot of us miss it because, I, you know, I, I think I know what, what it is. Most of the time, especially if you're, um, let's say you have a family, there's a lot of worrying when you have a family. You know, you're worried about your kids. You're worried about your wife. You're worried, are, are they going to have enough of this, enough of that? How are they doing in school? How are they, you know, all these, and then, this, and then being the spiritual leader of the household also as the husband and the, and the uh, father. That's a lot of to carry on your shoulders, and I, I think it was Paul yeah. that I think it was Paul that said, um, you know, he said it was better to be married than than to burn in lust. But he would prefer that you would go out and preach the gospel if called to do that first, without being attached to something else, the cares of this world, because he knew right. the, the the pull of that, right? That the the draw taking away the energy and the and and the fortitude to to withstand the enemy's darts fiery darts and all everything he's throwing at you it's hard enough but then you have a family on top of that it makes it you know three times as hard it does 100 percent, 100 percent. so uh here's my question for you guys last year last last week i brought up a few artists that i was with how many of you guys actually knew them and knew any of their songs? Well, I knew. Um, yeah, I think you're gonna have to go through them again because I forgot who they were. But I remember, I knew, I knew who well, they the were. Well, the first one was Dizzy Gillespie, and he was a yeah, he was jazz famous. Player. Yeah, I knew he's famous. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, Ready for the world? Yep, I remember Ready for the World. Yep, they were like a yeah. boy band. Uh yeah, kind, yeah. Kind. They, oh no, no, they were R and B. R&B, well, they're an R&B. R&B. I mean, they they were a boy band because they're all guys, but uh, they were an R&B group that came out at the same time where Prince was out and uh, a lot of different artists like that. But they were based out of they're all from Flint, and so they were a local group that got global. And I mean, they were selling their albums were selling gold gold platinum every single one of them except for the last one, which was the one that I 
wrote a song for. I wish it would have been gold <laughs> platinum. Yeah, right. They they had they had ran their race and it was coming to the end of their tenure and and I got involved in it and uh, didn't quite sell as well as I wish that it would have. Uh, and then the actually the lead singer uh, Melvin Riley uh, left and we did a solo project and I worked on his solo project too for a little bit and then another guy you probably were familiar with would be Usher and I had oh, yeah, Usher, done a sure. European tour tour with him uh, because his music director and, and keyboard player couldn't travel. He didn't have, they couldn't get a passport. And so uh, I got asked to go and fill in, which was a great opportunity. So it was, that was great. Here's, um, here's a picture of ready for the world. I remember these guys big time. Yeah. They got, there you really go. Big, yes. But I never knew they yep. were from Flint until you said that. Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. 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 Gerald Valentine. There you go. He was, he was the drummer, Gordon Stozier. Yeah. All those guys, Willie Triplett. Yep, Melvin Riley. Yeah, those guys were great, great guys. Uh, yeah, they, they were kind of save their money, but anyways, <laughs> that seems like a common uh, thing that happens in Hollywood when you get. Do you famous. remember? Do you remember the movie Coming to America, the <laughs> yeah. original mm-hmm. one, not the not the the remake, but the original mm-hmm. one? Yeah, that image that you just showed me. It's yeah, like, the, that's the all Jer- I'm seeing. The Jerry, the Jerry girl. <laughs> like, so, so, that's glow. so glow. So so glow. <laughs> that was so that that part of the movie was so amazingly funny. You know, it was just like, wow, you know, this is amazing. And that's obviously it's indicative to a time and a place. You know what I mean? It's Let me tell you like something a- even funnier. While I was with them, my little brother, uh Blaine, he was a dancer. They called him uh well, he was called Pooh Bear. But he danced for uh, Too Short. Do you remember the rapper Too Short? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And my brother, they, they called him uh, Casper, as in Casper the Friendly Ghost, because he was the only white guy. <laughs> and so my, my brother was a teenager, you know, young teenager, and he decided to grow his hair out and put Jerry Curl in his hair. <laughs> okay. All right. So he ended up with a perm. <laughs> he had a perm. Yeah, it was. Oh, Anyways, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, awesome. That was that was back in the day where you, you know, white guys could get away with doing silly things like that, and uh, yeah. <laughs> and it was laughed at. It wasn't a threat. But anyways. have you ever seen? Have you ever seen any of the pictures where um, Pastor Lisa's husband Rob? Have you ever seen any of the pictures back in the day of him dancing? No. Okay, well then you need to ask. He danced. Oh, big time, big time. Like, no. he, looked, he, he he had like the vanilla ice spade. He had like the cross colors. Oh, suit. Rob, Rob, him Rob, and, Rob, him and Troy. Have you have you met Troy? Troy who? Troy Shell. He's a he's a he's a really big dude. Um, you you've probably seen him around, but he's been with Pastor Lisa since like the beginning of her okay. of her whole deal but he went by the, like the dance name of batman and it's it's kind of it's funny that you make that, that you brought that up you need to ask to see the pictures i'm telling you you have to see them were they break dancers no they it's it was like hip-hop dancing okay it wasn't it wasn't really necessary i mean it was like a combination of break dancing and like this freestyle oh, like in living color, sort of like hip hop dancing, <laughs> and they had like dance Pas- troops back then. 
Like Pastor Lisa, if you're watching this, I want you to send me a picture oh, of my she, phone. If she is, <laughs> wow. she 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 got tagged in it. She got tagged in it. So the thing oh, is, she might my know. Lord. But Rob, if have... you're watching this, I pray to God that you can stop her from getting this. Because if I get my hands on this, Rob, you and I, I'm telling you, I know where you live. It's amazing. It's amazing. I'm talking like shoot like suit jackets with no shirt on underneath. Oh my god. Like <laughs> the whole deal. It was it was amazing looking at those photos. But they used to have these dance clicks where like there would be like three, four, five members of them and they would go to nightclubs yeah. and just like shut it down. Yeah. Oh yeah. All day long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rob told me all about it because you know at the, at that time I wasn't, you know, obviously I wasn't really around. So yeah. I mean I was young. You know, I was too young while that stuff was happening, but yeah, you're a young Padawan. Yeah, yeah you yeah, know, for sure. AC, I'm gonna ask you. So, yeah. how old are you? Oh, uh, roughly. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you thought he froze. It's not, it's not, it's not, Having an issue wrong. with my ears. I, audio audio problems. I scratch. <laughs> old enough to know I'm better, and too young to hear. All right, if you're around my age, listen, did hey, you listen, ever hear? I, I'm a single man. All right. <laughs> and uh oh, I'm a single ladies. <laughs> right. I have a friend, you know, from high school. He was one year younger yeah. than me. And he actually got into rap and made it pretty big. He cut a couple albums and stuff. His name was Pat Ward. I can't remember what name he went by. Um oh, what was his rap name? I should know this. He had a he had like a blonde mohawk. He was a, probably about five foot ten, five eleven, kind of a stocky guy. Um, he was all around the Detroit scene for sure. Like during the, you know, I mean, when it was at its rap hiatus, even you know, local recording studios and stuff. He, and then he would fly out yeah. to California and cut tracks and New York. I'm just wondering if you guys ever crossed path at some point. Could very well could have been. Hmm. Um, I, I, I mean, that was during the season where I wasn't necessarily living for the Lord, so. I probably was uh, high or on a drug or alcohol or something like that at that time as well. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, remembering some people from then is not the easiest thing to do. <laughs> I, I, it's, I know. it's sad. It's sad because I, know, I was underaged and, mm -hmm. you know, 16, 17 years old being offered things like that. And, and it should have never happened. But, uh, you know, I, I there's a very good chance I did. There's a lot of guys like MC Breed. Um, he was from Flint as well, but, uh, represented Detroit and it was very, he was, he was part of, um, uh, Tupac. He was part of Tupac's oh, wow. clan and he's from Flint and I uh, got to work on one track with him. And so, yeah, there, I mean, it's funny when I look back at it now, because it's comical. Some of the things that, you know, you listen to the style of music and the mixing and everything. And I'm just like, oh my Lord, it sounds like garbage compared to, <laughs> what we do now and the equipment that we have and the abilities to make things sound so amazing. Um, but back then, I mean, that was, that was it. No, I there mean, was, it, it was analog, right? It was all analog back there. Now it's all I, digital. Yeah. I mean, I started off with reel to reel and then we went from reel to reel to a dats, you know? And so that was, uh, now the quality was good. It wasn't about the quality. It's just, you know, the sound that we were trying to make that, that was popular to me, just, it kind of sounds like 
fingernails on a chalkboard right now. It just it just wasn't that good. <laughs> but but we made money, so that was it was interesting. But well, well you, you know, know what it now? was. What's that? I was gonna say it didn't have to sound perfect because it was such a new new way of doing things. It was a new sound that you were kind yeah. of inventing it as you went along. So it didn't need to be like all, you know, like right now they have, what do they call it? Auto tune and all that stuff. You didn't need any of that stuff then. It was raw. That's what people liked about it. Now it's kind of, everything yeah. is so manufactured. It almost, to be honest, I, I don't know. I miss, we talked about this before the show started musicianship. Like I miss musicianship. Like there was like, you know, great writers, great singers, great drummers, great guitarists, great. You know, I was more of a rock and roll guy. Um, not so much into the rap and, and all that. It was that was kind of after my that kind of came later in my generation. But um, but I appreciated it because I saw the you know there was artistic ability in it. Now it just seems like all this stuff coming out is so overdone and processed and I don't know. It's just not real well, there, to me. There, there, there's a couple things to look at. Number one, back then, obviously there was no social media. There was there was no. Uh, I mean, barely you start getting into MTV and things like that. But um, so you had to, you had to find out about an artist and then go find either a, you know, an album or an A track or cassette, depending on, you know, when you were, but, and then you depended on everybody else to spread the, the word for who was buying what we didn't have what we have today. Now, you know, you, you could look at a guitarist for, ACDC or guitars for Kiss or you know and they stood out because they were very few and far between having amazing talented guitarists nowadays I could get on my <laughs> Instagram or Twitter or whatever and find a hundred guitarists that are probably as good as anybody that's out there and yeah so and most of them now, are 10 years old <laughs> there, there's a lot of them who started out really young but yeah so now the, the industry has been bombarded with a plethora of uh, musicians that are that are all amazing in their own right. Where back in the day we didn't have as many. Not that they weren't out there, but we didn't know about them. You know, you if you got if you got heard of or somebody knew of somebody and and got you connected to the right people, got you a tryout, you could play for a band, and and you know maybe you got an opportunity. Nowadays, people are starting their own stuff like. You got guys who play the piano and but they're they're playing the piano making a song and then they're taking it to the computer and they have a full orchestration behind them. It sounds like they've got, you know, a hundred people behind them and it was just the one guy. So it's it has shifted uh with the equipment and the technology. Um and because of the other technology we have in social media, there's so many people out there trying to do the same thing. You know, I I was just talking about this with uh a friend of mine the other day about doing some studio work and and i was like well you can just give send it send me an email with uh what you do and I'll, I'll add it to the computer and you don't have to come here i can just do it here and he was like what what do you mean i don't have to go there and i'm like yeah no you can record it at home send me the track and i can put it into the system and i'll mix it and master it and it sounds like you're right here with us because everything is done to a click track now and i mean mm -hmm. it's it's not that hard to do and he was like, and he he's my age. He was like, uh, is there any studios that still do it the old fashioned way? Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, can we still do it the old way? Because that like, yeah, makes sense go, to me. Go to Motown Records. I think they still have some <laughs> old stuff from 
when Stevie Wonder was a kid, you know? Maybe yeah, we can probably, jump on it there. probably doesn't work anymore, but either way, they no. probably have it. But AC, yeah, let me no, ask you just... something. So you sing, you yeah. sing, right? You sing? Yeah. Okay, so... Oh, he's, he doesn't sing. He sings. He sings. It's not but the same he, thing. Here... Here's the thing, the auto tune right now. <laughs> I hear I hear auto tune on pretty much every new song that comes out now. So you yeah. if you have a good voice, a natural voice, I can understand using auto tune here or there, you know, if some, something gets a little pitchy or it's off a little bit. Okay, great. But I mean, they're using it like for entire vocal tracks. Like to me that's cheating. Like I like hearing the imperfections in someone's voice or or the flutter that, you know, someone like there's there's unique voices all through the history of music right and and they aren't perfectly saying songs if you isolate the track they it doesn't sound all that wonderful but it's a unique sound that's coming out of that person's mouth that makes it special and i feel like that's being lost right now that artistic thing is being like shoved underneath for this like perfect track it's got to sound perfect i don't know do you agree or disagree well i i hate to say it but every Buddy uses some auto tune. Um, some people use it very, very little. Um, but here's the thing: the the computer industry now, with the software and everything that's being used, they're able to make every instrument perfect pitch. And so, if you have done that and your track, everything is perfect pitched, and perfect timing and then you have a vocalist that comes in and is not it really doesn't sound good and and now listen i'm with you i like the old school way of doing things but now because we've done it this way for many years now if you don't do it it sounds foreign and uh so you you have people who have perfect pitch there are some people who do that and i love listening to them um but there are some people who don't. And, um, you know, for me in the studio, I don't, I don't want to discourage somebody from recording or singing uh, because we could make a few adjustments and, and make them sound like they have perfect pitch. And so on one hand, I'm, I'm with it. And I understand the system. I understand where we are now in the industry. But I as well enjoy... Uh, just listen to everything raw. I, I love live <clears throat> settings. Uh, you know, for me, I love our live setting at Resting Place uh, where it's raw. Um, if the drummer gets off rhythm for something, which, you know, my guy Tony doesn't doesn't do that very often. Uh, but if he does, it's okay. Um, you know, if my key, keyboard, Stephen Moore, if he's playing the keys and I go into something and he misses it because he's trying to follow me. He doesn't know where I'm going. Um, it, it It's okay. People are okay with that. Um, if I'm, I'm trying to find something or whatever, and I, I miss something, we, we just keep flowing. And I, I know that's a difference between, um, you know, worship music and whether it be hip hop music or, you know, whatever else with worship music, that flow uh, and people are worshiping the spirit. It, it's not near as noticeable. It really isn't. Um, now, there's been times I've been to worship services, and it was very noticeable, and I was distracted the entire worship service. Um, <laughs> but that's be that's because I'm, you know, you're a musician. I'm so used to 
Yeah. Exactly. And I'm so used to being involved in worship that I don't have time to sit back and listen. So when I'm a guest in place, I'm, I'm, my ears are like antennas and I'm listening to what's going on and listening, watching. And so I, I try not to be a critic because it's not my place, but it's, it's almost natural for me to, to just observe and listen and watch because I'm always trying to pick up on something new, like, Oh, wow, that was, that, that was a great chord progression or I love that song. I never heard it before, but I don't want to be to the point where I get critical, like, Oh, I wouldn't have done it that way. Or I would. So mm-hmm. I, I love the live feel, which I think is probably, you know, more of what you would, you would like and from what you're mm-hmm. describing. But I do understand from a, producer's point of view and saying you know every track on this album is in perfect pitch everything is timed correctly if you put some vocalist on there that doesn't meet that it's it's it's, it's gonna flop the, the project's yeah. gonna flop yeah it's gonna because stick out polish it a little our, bit our ears have been trained now through years of the way we've been doing it our ears have been retrained back in the day you know uh michael jackson didn't use things like mm-hmm. that the guy was just amazing prince didn't uh, there are so many different artists that they didn't they didn't have to uh, and the other thing is they would spend hours and days and days and hours in the studio fixing it because they would hear it themselves and like no go back let's fix it trust me i spent so many hours in the studio and <laughs> on the production side you know, having to replay it and redo it and re- set it up for people to go back into it. Um, but nowadays it's so easy and it's cheaper for an artist to go in, run their track, get it as close as they possibly can, and then let the engineer go in behind them and make the adjustments. And you save a ton of money because you're not spending all this time in studio. So again, you have to look at the progress and where the industry has come to and see, you know, wh- wh- what they're doing now. And it's, uh, listen, I, I thought up to about a year or two ago that I was staying on the forefront as a pioneer in the music industry. And there are guys right now, friends of mine, that have blown past me, that are younger than me, blown past me, and I don't even have a clue what they're doing anymore. I mean, they some of this equipment, some of this software and hardware has just expanded so much that i'm i'm lost and so i'm i'm feeling in a lot of ways like when when we went from real to real to adat um, and i was the one pushing let's go to adat let's go to adat and we did it and the guys who were like no we just we we want to stay at the real to real we this is what we know we this is all we know yeah i feel like i'm i'm now that guy you're that guy Uh, let's stay where we were for a little bit because I just mm-hmm. learned it, you know, and these yep. guys are just going. And so on one hand, you know, I love, I love the creativity. I love uh, where the industry continues to grow. But for some of us, I still, I, I still like recording on real to real an ADAT because it gives a sound that you can't recreate mm-hmm. now. And so depending on the artist, depending on what their, what their project they're trying to do and the genre they're in, there are times that we've pulled out, you know, reel to reel or ADAT or something like that and record um, because that's the sound that they're looking for. And uh, I get it. I understand it. Um, for me right now, the biggest thing for me is just the live, the live recording. I, I want to be able to capture worship 
on audio and video and capture it so that we can <clears throat> show people and people can actually hear what the Holy Spirit was doing in the middle of our worship service. So that's that's kind of the area that I've been trying to go down. Um, you know, even recording some of my new stuff, I don't want to record it to studio stuff. I, I want to record it live and 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 have it out for people to hear with the live raw. <clears throat> and we may take it back to the studio and, and clean some things up. Don't don't tell me wrong. But I just like the live atmosphere, the feel. Uh, there's an energy when you're doing it live and there's people there to worship with you. Um, that's that's something that to me is that's next level stuff because again, trying to capture the Holy Spirit moving in the middle of a worship service is just breathtaking. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. Yep. I yeah, agree. So I agree one hundred percent. I guess sorry, I went on a rant. <clears throat> well the part that this is the <laughs> no Yeah, we'll get it. I, I love music. You're that's good, why I like talking. You know, the thing about the auto tune and all the the mechanical and technical advances we've made. I mean, I, I agree. Like it, obviously it's going to cut the time in a studio down and save money and Mm -hmm. things are going to sound much better. And it's much easier on the engineer and the producer to, you know, they used to have to literally cut tape and (laughs) splice it together. I mean, it's crazy. You know, double tracking, all that stuff. I get it. I guess for me, the only part is you can hide someone that doesn't have talent and make them talented. That's 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 the part. But that's, we've been doing that for a long time. We we Even have back to ADAT. It, it's we've like had... any anybody can become a star on YouTube right now with with this technology, and they really can't even sing. That's that's the part that's a little I don't know. I mean, I I can give you some artists that I'm gonna tell you right now. Hearing them live was atrocious, and <laughs> you're just like, thing. how in the world did they <clears throat> get a contract to do this professionally? somebody that's that's my thing right there yeah Yeah. you hit it right there that's my question about all of this is i love i love you know the fact that they're advancing and the technology is making things easier and it's streamlining things and you know it it makes it you know i guess it makes it more efficient but that's always my thing because back in the day i was huge into going to concerts i loved going to shows and i can tell you that there was a bunch of times when I went and saw a band that I loved mm-hmm. live, I was like, these guys are trash. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jane, it's not like their album at all. Like, no. I, I don't even know the other who, thing. who's even singing this. Thing. Is it their guitar you... tech that's singing? Because this doesn't sound like the album I listened to on the way here. Well, here's another thing so that we used think, to do. You know, we used to do this in the studio a lot where uh, you'd have a band come in to record. And their bass player was garbage. And I, myself, or, gun. or anybody, we would hire a bass player to come in, learn their music, and play. <laughs> and then when they go play live, the bass player that they had would try to play it. It was horrible. We did it with, with guitarists. <laughs> you're, I mean, you're, you're, we did you're, background you're letting me down right now, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm just being honest with you, man. Listen. Well, Matt, think about it. What other what other profession would I like? Okay, Matt. Would I be yeah. able to auto tune you and make you into a really good low voltage electrician, <laughs> or does that a skill you had to attain and learn and become very good at? No, I had to learn it. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's that's really what it comes down to. I there, had to learn there's, it. It's like there's no technology. That's my you point. There's no technology it. that's going to take your place, at least right like, now, maybe in the future. Right. But, you know, yeah. like he can hear it because he's trained in it, and it, it's really what it, it's what it comes. Hold down on, to. though. Hold on. 
hold on. Here's the thing, though. And even in Matt's profession, they continue to come up with new equipment mm-hmm. to help make the job faster and That's better, true. easier. And so there is a sense of that in, 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 in a way that in makes industry. the job easier. Now, for me, uh, you know, you, you, can, you can only do so much auto-tunes for somebody who can't sing. And the issue really is, is there, you know, we, we remember uh, who was the two guys that did the um, Millie Vanilli. Millie Vanilli, yeah. Remember Millie? Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and it, wasn't, it wasn't even them singing. No. I can tell you, I know for a fact, there are a lot of artists that are out there that they didn't even sing on their album. There was somebody that sounded similar to them, but was a whole lot better to make sales. And then when they seen them live, the person would spend more time talking mm-hmm. or, you know, and say, having the crowd and, and sing with the them. lines exactly <laughs> yeah. to cover it up because that's yeah. not really them. Yeah. And so it, it's sad. Now there's the difference with Matt. No matter how much equipment you have, if you bring somebody in that doesn't know how to do it or use the equipment, that's a, that is devastating. I mean, that could be very, uh, detrimental that could ruin a business yeah that could ruin a business and everything else so oh yeah so there's where the difference is because within the music industry your vocalist or your guitarist whatever it could be horrible we could come in and fix that and save the project and still they make a ton of money but when you go live it is what it is now i will say this now they've also come up with great equipment now that's even helping in the live prospect where they're actually doing, yeah. uh, you know, uh, vocoders and auto tunes live, on yep. the on the fly. Wow! And it helps, but again, if they're not good, they're not good. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I would leave the studio with Shane Fielder, and we would get in the car or we get in the office and be like, "That was horrible." <laughs> and I'm like, "I, I that was a train wreck." I hate taking their money because I, I, I feel like it's horrible. But hey, whatever they want to do to make well, pay the bills, you know. You know, I think there's another factor, and the other factor is the star power. How much star power do you have? If you've got that star power, people will buy whatever it is that you're selling because you're you're attractive in some way. Yeah. So that's that's another factor. You you got to think there's there's you got one hit wonders. That's what I'm one saying. One hit wonders. You they know? weren't stars, but somebody thought they were. They had their that... mama. Their, their mom and daddy told them that they were something that they never were. <laughs> all you got to do is all this money, boom. All you got to do is watch one week of American Idol, and you know that's true. That's <laughs> I can't what I'm tell saying. You how many times they you sell, know they they go for the pretty ones and the ones yeah. that are pleasing the, on the eyes. And, the X you know, and all this, and it's like okay. All right. My yeah. mama told me that I can sing, so I've been singing the karaoke for the last two years. Right. And I won me some karaoke competitions. Now I need a million dollar contract. Yes, let's, let's do it. Sign them. Sign them. Man, our let's good friend, uh, our good friend, Curious Patriot in the chat said, uh, "Wait, Matt is an LV tech. He was in that Curious Patriot. Used to be in that for fifteen years." He did 120, yep. 240. Also did 120 and uh, yep, 240 yep. electrical work. So, yeah. Low volt, baby. 
Yeah, LV. I don't know how you do that with your fingers or whatever. <laughs> Las Vegas, hey. Like, there you right. go. That's it. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh that's man. I, All right. So I, I don't know. I do for a trade, anyways. Um, I don't know yeah. how we got so far down the road on the music. I love talking. Me music. neither. I love. I, I love music. That's but okay, let's get. Though. Let's talk. Let's talk God because that's what this yeah. show's really about. And. You are at the forefront of it, AC. What you got going down there, you're, you're trying to get, we were talking pre-show guys, um, about uh, L- AC's trying to set up a church where we're, uh, he's going to lean on God for the money and, and see things happen. If God's truly put this in his heart, which we believe he has. You know what? Before we even get started, I, I talk a lot about dreams on this show and some of my other shows. Um, sometimes I have a gift of interpretation and things like that. Why don't you tell the audience the dream you had that God showed you, and then we'll get into the story. I think that's very interesting. Maybe I can share a couple bits of it, but until I've actually had that meeting with the person that was in that dream, mm-hmm. I don't really want to let that out a whole lot. Um, yeah, no names. Um, yeah, so I, I had a dream one night after praying about us relocating to Royal Oak, Michigan. Um, God had spoke that to me about two and a half years ago. And so just a few weeks ago, I had a dream about, about Royal Oak. And there was a gentleman, uh, that, that was in my dream that I actually know in person who is a, uh, let's just say he's a business owner in Royal Oak and, um, uh, knows a lot of people who's a mover and shaker in, in Royal Oak. And in that dream, I met with him. And I was sharing with him the vision of resting place and uh, what we were trying to do and, and the fact that we had come up against some obstacles um, and that I wanted to share with him. And I wanted to get his two cents on maybe some ideas to address the obstacles or, you know, talk to the right people or whatever. <clears throat> and in the dream, I kind of fast forward to towards the end of it. Um, this particular individual actually agreed to not just help find people, but he wanted to be a partner, wanted to be a supporter of, of resting place. And uh, I remember him questioning me, you know, at the end of the dream, uh, Hey, how is this going to look? My industry and what I do is kind of the opposite of what you do. And so you know, I remember in the dream telling him, if anybody has a complaint about it, you tell them, come see me. And I have plenty of scripture that I could use to correct them. And so, uh, you know, after that, I woke up in the dream and, and uh, I know it's kind of loose ends on this, on this conversation I'm having right now, but I'm really, there's some things that I, I, I just don't feel uh, mm-hmm. released to share yet um, because I, I want to keep that between him and I. But when, um, when I woke up and I went on through the day, I ended up spending some time with a friend of mine, Steve Hansen, Prophet Steve Hansen, uh, and, and I was sharing with him the dream <clears throat> that I had. And he looked at me and he said, well, have you set up a meeting with him yet? And I was like, uh, no. <laughs> he said, well, that was a prophetic dream. And God was lining that up for you. And I think you should call him and set up a a meeting. So literally while we were driving down the road, I pull over uh, in Royal Oak, I get out my phone and I make a phone call to one of his uh, employees. who's a good friend of mine. And I 
uh, I asked him, you know, if this person was in, you know, around and he said, no, he's actually out of town, be back in a few days. And I told him, I said, I want to set up a meeting with him. Can you help me? And he was like, pastor, I'll, I'll do whatever I can for you. You know that I love you, bro. And, and so I said, I appreciate that, but this is, this is vitally important. This is, this is like supernatural stuff. And this, he was like, oh, he said, is this, and he mentioned the guy's name. He was like, is he going to freak out on me for setting up this meeting? And I was like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> and uh, so, so he was like, listen, I'll let you know when he gets back in, I'll put it on the calendar and let's, let's get you in here. And I want you to meet up with him. So well, that was just a, you know, a few days ago, we're expecting him to be in. And I'm just believing that, you know, um, and I, <laughs> The scripture that people use all the time, the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous. And mm -hmm. I, I believe that scripture, but I, I'm not calling this person wicked. Mm -hmm. um, I believe this person is uh, he very well could be a believer. I know he has a heart that's pure in a lot of ways. Um, this guy's got a great heart, got a great uh, um, passion for Royal Oak and things that's going on in it. And so he's a great guy. And. So I don't want to call him wicked, but what I do want to say is a lot of times God will um, bring people together that their paths crossed. Him, him and I, our paths crossed about three and a half years ago when we first met. And so, you know, I didn't know then all the reasons why we, we met and why we maintain a friendship. But now it seems to be that our paths are going to cross again. And this may very well be the reason why is that he is going to help us facilitate uh, figuring out how to purchase this building that we're looking at. And then not just that, but how to be impactful in this community and understand the community. So one of the reasons I'm planning on meeting up with him is because I, I want to pick his brain about the people of Royal Oak and, and the people that he uh, is in contact with is a whole different type of person than I am. But they're the people that I want to minister to and the people that I I want to show Jesus and I want to show them hope. And so I'm I just I believe that God is ordaining this and he's putting it together. Um, yeah, I, I'm just I, I'm, I'm stoked. I, I wish I could say more uh, maybe in a week or so after I've had this meeting with him, I can come back on and we can yeah. talk about how powerful the meeting was <laughs> and how God happened. But I, I do believe that God is orchestrating uh just just not just the connection but the collaboration between uh two people that are coming from the opposite side of the spectrum and i think it's going to be pretty pretty unique i really do well just for the viewers i want them to know royal oak we used to call it royal joke when i was a kid it was like just downtrodden like no one wanted to live there and then in the, uh, it was probably the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s, they started renovating the city and they had a really beautiful main street where they've got all these little shops and, and galleries and restaurants and great eating. And it's a really outdoorsy place. It's fun to be down there in the, in the spring, summer and fall. There's um, always there's a lot of people down there too. Lots of people. It's there's bar, the bar life is down there. The nightlife. It's it's a it's a for young people. It's a great area to to be a part of. You know, if you're twenty something to up to you know early uh to or I'm sorry, it's a late thirties. That's your area. You want to hang out there. In fact, they've built like uh, penthouses down there now and all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah. Parking's parking's terrible down there. But other than that, it's it's well, it's a fun. 
fun place. You can but get here's tickets, the, I can promise you that. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. But here's well, the thing. The oh, thing. Yeah. and the other thing is that was the home of Dr. Kevorkian. If you guys remember Dr. Death, he was the one that oh, that's was a fun uh, fact. Yeah, he used to live I right above. Yeah, he lived right above. Oh, what was that bar that had the billiards there? Um, right on Main Street. He lived right in, above that. That was his house. Um, he lived there forever. And so, you know, that's kind of what it was known for then. But now it's had this, this I know. <laughs> but see, I, look what I, you the, did. Look what the you did just now. <laughs> the reason I'm saying this is to prove the point that God is leading this. Because if you know the history of Royal Oak and you understand it, and, you know, a lot of the viewers don't live, they don't live in Michigan, so they wouldn't know this. But it's this, I could totally see why God would lead you, AC, to that area. Because that could be the birth of a revival. That There's a lot of homosexuality. There's a lot of hedonism. There's just a lot of um, depravity. It's, it, there's a lot of bad stuff. Drug use, alcohol use, all kinds of things. You know what things, they don't so. have? Let me tell you what they don't have. And I, I was so surprised when I heard this because Royal Oak has become a very liberal uh, mm -hmm. city. There's no Planned Parenthood. Yeah, that is shocking. Now it is a small city, so I mean, maybe that's maybe but that's why. I mean, it's twelve, it's twelve square miles. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's actually larger than what I thought it was. Um, you know, most people when they get to Royal Oak, they think that Main Street in Washington and Woodward is is it. But uh -huh. uh, there's a lot more to the city that I was not aware of until I started uh, driving through and starting to learn it. But uh, the fact that they don't have that, and listen, we we went. Uh, me and my team, we went, we have gone into depth and how we did not know about Dr. Kevorkian. I have no idea. I'm going <laughs> to yeah. get on some people about that. It said but that he lived at the, Blackburn Arms Apartments, hmm. right by he, Mr. B's and third. Okay. I'm Mr. Reading, B's that's, it was right. Above, on it right, yeah. Right if that's now. any, if yeah. that's near yeah. anywhere near, near the new resting place, I'm going to, I'm going to shout anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I but know exactly what this about apartment building is. <laughs> Royal Oak, the average age of the people that live there is 35 years old. That's the average age. And that is from like 21 to 35 is that is that group. Mm -hmm. And then the next largest group is like 65 to 75. And those two groups are the groups that we have been going after because we're calling what we call our rookies and our veterans. I want to still, I believe that there's a calling still on older men and women who have a lot of experience in the ministry who have for the last 10, 15 years been throwing in a towel because they feel like this younger generation is coming up and they're we're moving them out. I don't believe that. I believe there's wisdom and knowledge uh, and understanding and some areas in ministry that only people that have gone through for years can mentor and train what we're calling these veterans. And so when we looked at those demographic, those graphics there about the age, that was amazing to me. Number one. Then we started looking at. Let me tell you something else. There's a large, uh, a large group, uh, it's growing group of um, Muslims that are in in Royal Oak and also, um, uh, what are they called? It's a Asian Prob religion. Like Hinduism, Not Buddhism, Buddhist? but Hindu, Hindu. Sorry, yeah. I said Asian, but it's Hindu. And but here's the other thing: there's no temple and there's no mosque in Royal Oak. The hmm. people that live there have to leave out of Royal Oak to go to their places of worship, which I thought was really interesting and I like. I am also disappointed that there's only 20 churches 
that are in Royal Oak. At one time, there was 40, 48, 49 churches back years ago, and now there's only 20. Uh, so we're, we're trying to find in some details as to why uh, that is a fact. And one of them is because there's no property. Finding property mm-hmm. in Royal Oak is, is hard. And then finding something you can actually afford is even worse. And so oh, yeah. the cost um, of living we're, there we're, has gone up exponentially. Oh, yeah. 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 So a 60,000 house then, is now 250 to $300,000 home. Yeah. It's crazy. Yep. Because it's a growing, trending Some, area. Yeah. And depending yeah. on what area. So yeah. the other thing that we found out is if you're a pro athlete and you live in and you play for one of the pro teams in Detroit, uh, if you have a family or if you've been in, in like, like, a player for the lions maybe he's in his eighth or 10th year or something like that. Those people, those guys live in Bloomfield Hills and like gross point. Almost everybody else that are rookies and young players. that's only been with the team one or two years live in Royal Oak. Really? It's unbelievable. The amount of money that is in that city is unbelievable. Wow. That's crazy. I, listen, I'm, I remember, I remember, maybe four years ago when uh, what was it? It was one of our top draft picks for the lions is a linebacker. Uh, he was um, from Hawaii and uh, oh yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Tavai. Yeah. I was going to say Sewell, but he was yeah. a S- yep. Samoan. He was a Samoan. But his last name mm-hmm. was Tavai. And I, I, I met him and uh, who's the guy? He was a cornerback and safety. Will Harris. Hmm. Um, I, I met them down in Royal Oak and I'm like, you know, you know, where do you guys live? I, I, I knew a few of the other players. So I was, we had, we were having a conversation. So we were, it wasn't like I just walked up to him on the side of the road. Anyways, uh, <laughs> we were having a conversation. And I asked him, I said, so, you know, what part of the city do you live? And they're like, Oh, we live right here in Royal Oak. And so what they're saying is like, now, uh, when a player comes to a city, they have part of their staff shows them, Here's the areas that you want to live in. Here's where the best schools are for your kids. Here's this and this and that. And Royal Oak is one of the top destinations for every pro athlete and entertainer that comes into the city. I didn't know that either. I mean, I I, I knew that I met those guys and I knew what they had said, but we've re- really been looking at that and looking at what annual salaries are, you know, for per family. It's, it's breathtaking of what all is going on. So um, our, our, our work is cut out for us, but like I said to you guys before the we started, um, I I know the owner of the cattle that's on a thousand hills, and he actually owns Amen. the thousand hills as well. That's and right. so I'm I'm not concerned um, with price tags. I'm not concerned with uh, people. Um, you know, I don't know if God's got what, what all He has in store. I, I don't know that. I, I do know this. When God speaks, it's my job to obey and do whatever he tells me to do. And I believe even if I was to miss it a little bit somehow, because of my faithfulness and my obedience to trying to listen to his voice and do what he says, he's still going to move on my behalf. And so I've been teaching our people and talking to our staff and leaders and just saying, you know, again, we our job is to pray and we listen and then we obey what he said. And when we do that, the outcome is going to be exactly what he wants it to be. And so that's what we're trying to do. You know, I was telling you guys before that, you know, today I just uh, was in the 
meeting today trying to get this new administrative offices that we're putting in Royal Oak now, even before we have our building, uh, just because I want to be able to invest in the city even more than I'm doing now, uh, even with some of our leaders and staff to be able to invest in there and having a place for us to uh, to be right there in the city. It's kind of funny. I was telling you guys where the location is that we're looking to buy or lease. And the office space is literally two doors down. And the parking lots from both buildings connect. And so it was just, you know, kind of neat and got to speak with the owners of the property of uh, the administrative offices. And, and they began to ask me to share with them the vision. And today we spent an hour, you know, you get me talking about uh, what God's saying and what God's wanting us to do and the vision of resting place and Royal Oak, you know, we could, we could be there for a while. So I sat there with two attorneys today and just share with them my heart and my vision. Then I said, after they listened to it, I said, well, where do you go to church at? And the wife turned to me and looked at me and said, well, you go to a uh, Lutheran church here in town. I said, oh, okay, that's awesome. And she says, it doesn't sound like anything like yours. <laughs> I, was like, I mean, I don't know how to take that, but she was like, no, your place sounds like it's full of life. And she says, mm-hmm. it sounds like you guys have the love of Christ. And, you know, and I was like, listen, I, I wonder sometimes when I watch our people, when they're greeting people, when they come in, I'm like, are we loving people too much? I mean, is that a thing? Can we like over love? And, and so, I mean, our model has been loving God and loving people. And that's what we do. And so today, uh, you know, sitting with them and, um, yeah, at the end of the contract, uh, it had a thing about pronouns, oh, boy. you know, what, what to, what to be called. Yeah. And I, oh, I kind yeah. of, she said, she's, Oh, I see here. I got to get this change on the contract because it said she, I didn't catch it because it was, I, I changed it for another lady that she's a counselor that has an office at the complex. And I was like, I looked at her and I said, just just cross it out and put he. She goes, oh, no, 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 no. Can't. I, and I said, I know you're an attorney, but listen, I don't care about pronouns. And her eyes <laughs> yeah. got about that big. And I was like, listen, I know who I am. Ain't that I don't have truth? an identity crisis. There's yeah. no crisis with That's my right. identity here. That's I know right. who I am. I know who I am in him. And I know that he created me to be who I am today. I said, so I could care less about your pronouns. Now, listen. If I'm offending you, I apologize as it's not to be uh, offensive. I'm just simply telling you, I know my identity. I am not confused. And the issue, the reason why you're having to put this there is because people are confused in who they are. That's the truth. And I said, that's part of Resting Place's vision for being here in Royal Oak is to teach people that there's still hope for themselves, that they can be who God called them to be and created them Mm -hmm. to be. And that we can walk them through whatever situation that they're in. We can walk them through it and they can find hope and salvation and repentance and forgiveness and reconciliation and then walk in freedom. Man, I'm getting excited just thinking about this, man. I I, I just yeah. I, I long for people to see the hand of God move where you find somebody who has been living in guilt and fear and condemnation and living in uh you know, stress and anxiety. And in one moment, Get God free. takes them to living in a land of freedom. Yeah, yeah. A land of freedom where they are able to operate in who God created them to be. 
And they're, God's still doing that to this day. Still yes, sir. To this day. Yes, sir. And I'm, I'm, I'm pumped about it. I, I agree with you. I couldn't agree with you anymore, to be honest with you, because of the fact that, you know, I actually, I, I spoke on that at one point that, you know, there's the, the scripture that says that the devil, you know, comes to lie, he comes to destroy and, and to kill. And um, I think in this day and age, what he's coming to destroy and to kill is your identity. Because if, if you can't, if, if you can't, if you can't identify with who you are or who God says you are or what God says you are, and you just equate yourself as to what the world gives you options for, then the devil has free run over your, over your mind. And that's what, that's what keeps you in bondage. That's what keeps you down. That's what keeps you in this place of feeling guilty and wondering why you're, you're not fulfilled, wondering why you just can't seem to figure out what's up or down wondering why you're not bold and you have no joy because of the fact that the devil has actually got free run over your identity. And so I think, you know, I've, I've spoken on the fact that I think the one thing that we really need to do as believers is to help people to find who they are. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and by doing that is to show them who will, is to show, show them God who will help them to remember. Yeah. Because that's what it is. You know, it's like this whole, it's, you remember Gino, when I brought up that analogy, I talked about this, uh, this, this, I saw this video on, on, it was like Facebook or something. And it was like this preacher who was on stage and he was talking about like how, someone came into his church and was like in order to find god would i have to stop smoking weed mm-hmm. and the pastor was like no and so then the the person in the crowd was like in order to find god would i have to stop smoking marijuana and the pastor was like no and he's like okay so he takes the bag of weed out of his pocket you know i'm trying to recall it exactly but he's like in order to find god would i have to stop smoking weed And the pastor's like no that's not what you would have to do. What you would have to do is you would have to be submissive and understanding and let God do the work. All those things that you have with you would fall away if you let God drive the car. But you're going to have to let him in the car first. And I was like, ain't that the truth? Because that's the thing. That's one of the big misconceptions that we have out there is people identify with the things that they do. You know, like I earlier, we mentioned the fact that, you know, I'm a limited at a low voltage electrician, but I don't walk up to people and I introduce myself like, hey, how you doing? My name is Matt and I'm a low voltage electrician. (laughs) No, that's what I do as a means, but that's not who I am. That's a that's a form of provision that God has given me, but that's not who I am. And so I think that's one of the biggest things that is really plaguing our society, especially our young ones, is they're given so many options as to who you could possibly be other than who they actually are. You know, let me tell you where it started. You remember yeah. when, and, and I started when I was a kid that people used to say all the time, you can be whoever you want to be. Sure. Just set your mind sure. to it. And you can be whatever you want to be. You want to be an astronaut. You can be an astronaut. You want to, well, the problem with that is, mm-hmm. is that what God planned for you? <laughs> right. Not only and that, so it's a again, lie. It's a it's a lie. You we, can't be whatever we, you want to be. <laughs> no, exactly. But yeah. we took God out of the equation, and we're no longer asking God. Well, God, what do you need me to be for you? And right, so, right, right, right. I, listen, it wouldn't be my choice. Is probably would not be to be a pastor. 
if, if, I, I mean, if it was up to me, I mean, I probably would not be my first choice. Just, I mean, because I've watched what my dad went through, I watched what my grandfather went through. It's not something that I wanted to go through. But God chose me to be a shepherd to people, and I've accepted what he has for me. And now I'm walking in his favor and walking in an uncommon favor as, as well. But, you know, when they started teaching that was the same time they started taking God out of, out of school. It, it's the same time. And so um, they started putting people's minds that you could be whatever you want to be. Well, here's the problem. If a person says, okay, I'm going to be this, and they're going down this path, and something comes along that throws a wrench in their game plan in the generation that we're in right now, they have a conniption fit for one and they are, they have lost their mind. They need medication to get themselves back into order. They need this, they need that. And everything is blown out of proportion and they commit suicide, the whole nine yards. And now I look at the situation that they're in. I'm like, give me five minutes with you and I'll, I'll give you some direction that will change your life mm-hmm. and you won't have to do this. But, but that's the mentality is if it's not perfect and the way that they created it in their mind to be, they've lost their mind. And really what God is saying, what I want you to do is forget about what you want and ask me what I want you to do. Mm-hmm. And in the process, will you do what God does for you, has for you? Again, like I said earlier, that's where your protection and provision and the blessing is upon your life because you're doing exactly what God wants, opposed to what you want. Amen. If it was up to me, I, I mean, I don't know. I'd be playing in the NBA or the NFL. You know, I, I, I don't know what it would be. I'd be coaching or I, I'd be doing something that I have fun doing as a kid. But for me right now, I'm doing exactly what god called me to do and because i know god called me to do it it has now become my passion it's become my it's what i eat sleep and drink it's my mindset that i've put towards it and i also understand that i'm not going to be perfect there are going to be times that i'm going to fail many times that i'm i'm going to make mistakes but the difference between me and somebody with the mindset of doing what they want to do is um i can say okay god i screwed up I, I'm sorry. Help me figure this out. Let's get this back on track because I I, I I can't figure it out on my own. I need your help. As opposed to looking and saying, you're an idiot. You're talking to yourself. You're an idiot. You're a jerk. You screwed it up and you have nothing to live for anymore. You've screwed everything up. Let me just take my own life. I, when, when really you could have sat down with somebody that could have walked you through this and you could have got back on a path and had some instruction and some counseling and some deliverance and some healing. Don't let me keep me right. going. I'm, almost, I'm about to preach here in a second. Um, <laughs> you can get you. this help that you needed and, and, and you could watch your life be changed and bring hope back into your life. Now, now, I believe that's what God is sending me to Royal Oak for, because I look at the demographics and I look at the people that are coming into Royal Oak. There's so many people you know, with, outside of Royal Oak, they actually come into Royal Oak for the entertainment, for the the nightlife, and all that. They come out from outside and they come in. And I believe what's happening is is there's a spirit of depression, there's a spirit of of death, uh, there's a spirit of Cain, which is to kill your brother, the spirit of Korah, the spirit of Balaam, 
and 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 even uh, you know different things that are that are floating around in the atmosphere, and it's causing people to come to Royal Oak. They're bringing this stuff with them, and then it's they're leaving it there for the rest of the community to be attached to. And now, what I believe is happening is God is wanting to say, you know what? You don't have to no longer be attached to that. You don't. You, we can speak things over your life that will break the curse, that will break the bondage, that will break the chains. You don't have to be uh, barren to what the enemy has brought. You can live in life and freedom of life and have a life that is pleasing to God. And then oh, I better just stop because I'm anyways. <laughs> no, hang, I, hang, I on, hang on. Is what God One... has got for people right now is hope. I don't want to stop you. I love it. I love when you get on a roll like this. But let me, we have to pay some bills here. So we'll be back in two minutes. And on, on the flip yeah. side, AC will continue. By the way, I wanted to mention about Royal Oak. Royal Oak, I could totally see how Royal Oak will become a hub of revival and lead right into Detroit. Because if I know the listeners don't know this. Royal Oak is literally, what, five miles from the border of Detroit. So, you know, you got to go through Ferndale yeah. and then you get to Detroit. It's right at eight miles. So yeah. Yeah, you're, well, you're, Woodward, you're, Woodward makes yeah. the full and, stretch all the way from Detroit Woodward to goes, Flint. Absolutely. So it's, I could totally see where it's going. All right, guys, we're going to pay some bills. We'll be right back on the flip side. Mike Lindell, and in light of the recent events, your continued support means everything to myself and my employees. To thank you for having the biggest sale ever on all my pillow bedding. Get my pillow bed sheets for as low as $29.98. A set of pillowcases for only $9.98. In this economy, instead of buying a new bed, rejuvenate your bed with a my pillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. We also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles, like plush, waffle, or gossamer, for as low as $29.98. We even have pet blankets from small size to the ones for your car. Get huge discounts on duvets, quilts, down comforters, and so much more. So go to MyPillow.com or call that number on your screen. Use your promo code and you'll get huge discounts on all MyPillow bedding, including MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $29.98. Get all your shopping in while quantities last. Please order now. It's a general uh, immune health preventive strategy. So you need vitamin D, then you need zinc, which is the bullet, and then to form a functioning gun, you need vitamin C and quercetin. Patients were having trouble sourcing it because it was four different ingredients that were not always available in the same place. They had trouble finding the right doses. It was a puzzle that was a little too complex for people to put together. So I was asked to produce something that has everything in one package. So with the help of my colleagues, we were able to produce a compound called Z-Stack, which basically has vitamin C, vitamin D, and most importantly, as quercetin and zinc. And all I'm allowed to say is that it's an immune booster and nutritional supplement, which it is. And we are back. Thank you guys for hanging on. Um, <laughs> Curious Patriot said, nice job matching the pink and the sticker, buddy. Yeah, you know what? I was just <laughs> bragging about that to my wife last night. I showed it because it actually that same commercial came on on the uh, television. 
And I said, see that little sticker right there that I said, all I did was cut and paste. And I went right over it with my own name. Because <laughs> No one has noticed that. So you're the first person that noticed it. Curious Patriot has a keen eye. And by the way, I saw you put your channel in the chat. Go ahead, drop it in there again, Curious Patriot. He's got a great channel on Rumble. Some good stuff over there. Check him out. Um, go ahead and drop that in the in the chat for everybody. All right, AC, we rudely interrupted you with some commercial breaks, but <laughs> please continue. Oh, the spirit's lifted. I'm done. No, I'm teasing. <laughs> yep, you ruined it now. <laughs> like, that's it. Uh, you know. I, don't you feel it, though? I mean, uh, look, I know all three of us have felt it. Everybody I know that has really been talking about God the last couple of years, we've all kept feeling revival. We've kept feeling it deep down inside this, this fire. And if there's no way to explain it, you can't, there's no way to, there's no outward way to, to relay what's going on on the inside of you. When you know, God is putting it in there when he's the one igniting that right. fire and that fire, I just feel like it's getting ready to like literally just explode. Like it started out as yeah. a nice little campfire. Everybody was roasting, you know, marshmallows and hot dogs on it. And now it's ready. It, it, it grew to a bonfire. Now it's ready to just like burn the city down in a good way. So I don't know. I know you guys feel the same way. 100%. Um, I believe that it's in this region, to be honest with you. I, I, I always, you know, we're technically in Detroit right now where we're at at our location. And so... It's always been about Detroit, but I always talk about the region and that I believe Royal Oak is going to be a hub. Um, I don't want to go into a whole lot of the vision yet because, unfortunately, uh, we have vision uh, stealers that are out there. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when they hear things, they they run. But uh, I believe that there's going to be multiple resting places throughout the state like we do in in New Jersey and Washington, D.C. and Orlando. Um, so I, I'm believing there's going to be plenty. And, and with me, I, I plan on resting place, Royal Oak being, you know, the, the spiritual hub. It's been spoken of. I mean, Clay Nash, who is a prophetic voice, uh, Dutch Sheets, another mm -hmm. prophetic voice. Those guys have spoken over Royal Oak and spoken that it is going to be a hub, a spiritual hub. And, uh, I, matter of fact, both of them had spoken that before I, ever knew uh, anything about it. And then after a couple of years ago, I talked to her talking about it. I had friends of mine saying, well, did you know that uh, Royal Oak has been spoken of as a spiritual hub? And I said, well, by who? And when they told me, I was like, listen, I got Clay Nash on speed dial. I'm, I'm calling Clay Nash right now <laughs> and finding out what was said. And so when I called him and I was like, listen, man, uh, what do you know about Royal Oak? And he was like, why do you want to know? And I said, because I'm planning on starting a resting place in Royal Oak. And he was like, um, I need to come, I need to come to Detroit. You and I need to spend some time together. I need to, we need to, we need to talk about this. And, and so, I mean, it was, it was really, I, at first, before he started letting me in on what was being said, I was like, what, I mean, what's so big about Royal Oak? I just felt God tell me to go there. But it was after I started hearing a lot of these words, prophetic words being spoken, that I began to see supernaturally and spiritually what God was trying to do. And when I started digging in the, into the history, I mean, going back to when it was created, where the name Royal Oak came from, and I started hearing about some of this stuff, 
um, I could see from the get-go, God has had his hand on that community. And, uh, and when you think about the location, you know, and the fact that 696 is right there, I-75 is right there, 23, 94, 96, all these different highways are running really close to, to Royal Oak. And then you've got all the major roads, you know, like Woodward and Telegraph and uh, different, different ones, Southfield Highway. All of this locate, uh, you know, easy access to Royal Oak is right there, and so I'm, I'm convinced that you know, right now, even where we're at right now, we have people that drive from Flint, uh, Jackson, Michigan, Ann Arbor, Port Huron, uh, south almost into Monroe. These are people who are driving to where we are now, and I, I'm just believing that when we actually come to Royal Oak. And we're able to be here that people are going to continue to drive from all over the place. I've got people in Canada who are trying to work it out to be there on Friday night because they want to come across the border and be with us here. I've got people that are coming in from on the 24th. We're doing a special service on the 24th. And I got people from Baltimore, from Washington, D.C. People are coming from all over the place to be uh, with us at resting place and the point of the purposes is because they want to come to Royal Oak even after we're done with service come to Royal Oak and see what God is saying and what God is wanting to do in the city of Royal Oak and so this is not me trying to puff it up this is people calling me saying we're hearing this in the spirit we want to come and uh, I, I recently just had uh, two friends of mine I'm not going to mention their names right now but because they were in town and I got them in my car, and we literally, one is an apostle, one is a prophet, and, and we, we literally drove through Royal Oak. And and God was speaking prophetic words through them to me about what's going on. And, I'm, I mean, I'm trying to drive my vehicle, and I can barely keep <laughs> myself on the road because I'm bawling. I'm, my brain is, is just being fried because of all I'm hearing. And I, I literally, I pull off the road, and I stop, and I'm just like, you know, Holy Spirit, I, I need you right now because this is breathtaking. This is so big compared to even what I thought and heard, I heard two and a half years ago. It just keeps growing. God keeps adding to not just the vision, but the purpose behind why, why we're doing what we're doing. So, you know, I sat with those two attorneys today, and I'll be honest with you. I sat there and I was like, I probably have no business coming to Royal Oak. I mean, it's really, it's not necessarily my speed of life. Um, I, I, I'm pretty close to it, but it's, I mean, it's, it's just not, I, I just didn't see myself being part of that type of uh, community. And uh, I said, I probably, I probably don't deserve it. I probably, I won't probably completely understand it for a long time. Um but, you know, when God tells you to do something, you can't lean to your own understanding, as in Proverbs chapter 3, 5, and 6, where he says to trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not to your own understanding, but in all of your ways, which means everything that you do in life, in all of your ways, acknowledge him. And he says, if you acknowledge me, then I will direct your path. So for me is no matter if I'm sitting with two attorneys that are Lutheran, that don't probably won't believe half the stuff that I believe, or if I'm sitting with the business owners that 
own restaurants or or uh, bars and grills or whatever the case may be and i'm sharing with them about the hope of jesus and and they, they're looking at me like you know this guy is probably pretty crazy that he's coming to royal oak to preach this in a land of all this you know entertainment but those are the people that need to know that jesus is hope more than anybody else and so i may be crazy i, I may be i don't know I'm just crazy about Jesus. I'm crazy enough to say, Lord, here am I, send me. And that's where I want to be above everything else is God, here am I, send me. Whether or not I'm qualified or not, here am I, use me. If there's anything you can use, Lord, you can use me. Take my hands and my feet, (laughs) touch my heart, Lord, speak to me. If there's anything you can use use me and i know it's an old song that i haven't sang in a long time i'll probably have to dust that one off the shelves and sing it but um that's that's my heart's desire god is i'm here um i'm i'm ready to be used by you and in this region i know we're talking about royal oak but it's not i mean royal oak is i think where the hub of the building is going to be but i believe our outreach is going to be this entire region and even the state um there's a vision that god gave me i wish i I can't use my phone now to tell you, but there's a vision God gave me, a prophetic word over our state, and I'll I'll try to summarize it if I can. And I I seen in the in the dream where God took me um, above the state, and I could actually see the outline of the mitten with the lakes surrounding it. And God said, "Listen, um, the water represents the Holy Spirit." And He says, "I want you to know that you're covered with my Spirit." He said, "But below." the border i'm sending you uh a cloud a shekinah glory that's going to be coming it's going to saturate the very foundation of the state and so i'm watching as this cloud covers the state and the water is rumbling on all sides all three sides and he said uh what i'm wanting to do in this state is going to take a shaking that all that can be shaken is going to be shaken and so the water began to rumble. And then I watched the water as it covered the state spiritually. And then on top of that was this, this glory cloud that just hovered over the entire state. And I'm, I'm just kind of sitting up here with the Lord and I'm watching this take place. And he says, now I want you to go. And in this state, I want you to preach my word. And when he spoke that, everything the smoke and the water subsided and went back to its place and when i seen it i seen the mitten and and the up i seen it it was as beautiful as it has ever been before with the green and the colors and all the little lakes everywhere and it was the most beautiful place but what happened is god had to shake it and in this in this dream god literally shook the state covered it with water And then brought his spirit to hover over it. And when he spoke that word and it all went away, the state was probably the most beautiful it's ever been. And, and so when I, when I I came back out of that, it was just like, oh my, you know, I want to be in the middle of the shaking. I want to be in the middle of the water that saturates the state. I want to, I want to be in the middle of that glory cloud as it comes through, because, you know, when that represents the Holy spirit, when he comes in to do something, he comes in to purify and to cleanse and he comes in to make things anew and all over again. 
And I want to be in the middle of that because whatever I need purified in my life, I want it clean. Whatever I need to be made new again, I want it done. So I'm like, God, here I am I right here, lonely, you know, AC, but I want to be smack dab in the middle of what he's doing in our state. Because then he came back and he said, what happens, oh, I almost forgot this part. He said, the infrastructure that is happening in the state of Michigan, and I'm talking about infrastructure as in all the new roads, the bridges, all the stuff that we're having to be tormented by traffic because of all the work that's being done in our state. He said this, he says, as the infrastructure goes, so does my reformation for the entire state. Hmm. And I was like, okay, all right. And he said, because through reformation, I'm bringing a whole new infrastructure for the state of Michigan. Now, at first I thought he was talking about politically, which God knows we need a reset there. But spiritually, what he was saying was, I'm bringing reformation to to the body there in Michigan to reform it. And as we do, I'm rebuilding spiritual authority, spiritual infrastructure in the state. And what I felt like was resting place was just going to be a part of that. Because what I've seen after that was remnants of different bodies popping up all over that beautiful mitten and UP that I've seen. These remnants of people that God says, I want you a part of it. I want you a part of it. I want you a part of it. And this was all about this end time uh, revival and awakening and outpouring that's happening. And I believe it's happening right now. What God showed me then, and this was back in November, I have the whole thing typed up. We had it uh, transcript in the whole nine yards because we wanted to keep that as a word that God was was saying. And we're watching now as what God is doing is he's sweeping through our nation with this revival. I believe we're going to literally see uh, pockets and remnants of people popping up all over the state of Michigan. And you're going to see healing and deliverance and captives being set free. There's going to be repentance that's going to take place. You're going to see people that are are finally going to get true freedom that they have never had in their life. We're going to see it. And it's starting in the state of Michigan. And then he said, as and this is something that's been spoken over this state many, many times, and even in Detroit. As Michigan goes, the nation will go. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I'm believing, I mean, Kim Clement, we talked about him last, mm-hmm. last week. He was one that spoke that over, over, this, over this state and over the city. And so I believe that not just the city of Detroit, not just this region that, that we're part of, but the entire state is going to have an impact on the nations. Now, let me, man, I... I how much time have we got left? Hey, we got all let night, brother. Sure <laughs> all right. So let me so let me interrupt you real up. quick. Listen. Let me interrupt you all for right. one second because I was going to bring up Kim Clement again, and I'm glad you brought him up because I was just looking. I couldn't remember the name of his ministry. It, I thought it was the Flaming Flame Ministries or something like that, but it ended. It was um, oh, no, I just lost it. I closed my <laughs> whatever it was. I forgot. It was back in the uh, late '90s. Um, and I do remember him prophesying over and over again that, that Detroit, you know, the Detroit region would be the hub or the beginning of revival. Now, you know, some people are going to say, well, Asbury's having a revival right now. And these other sections, you know, these college kids are having revivals all over the nation, which is true. Mm-hmm. But I think what we're talking about, AC, is that it's going to be, it's going to be unmistakable. It's going to be something of a magnitude that hasn't been seen maybe since Azusa Street or, or you know, some of the other big revival, Browns, uh, was it Brownsville or something like that, Toronto. Mm-hmm. 
I think it's going to be something very tangible and it's going to be very mm -hmm. contagious and it's going to be at the appropriate time and the needed time in this nation when healing is at me. I'm feeling the spirit of God right now. When, yeah, when, yeah. wow. My, um, it's, it's, I don't know how to explain it because the politically charged atmosphere we live in is never going to solve mm. any problems. That's not where the answers are going to come from. It's always been God, always, always, always. And we all get wrapped up in the, in the political stuff. I mean, it's easy to do, especially in the day and age we're living in. We have family and friends that are on the other side, or maybe they agree with whatever. It, none of that's going to solve anything. And I know there's, there's lots of people that talk about politics. And I remember I was telling God, I'm like, well, Lord, what am I going to talk about? I, you know, I like talking politics and, and there's a time and a place yeah. for it. Sure. But he's basically saying, no, you, you talk about me because the, there are going to be so many starving people that are going to come crawling to our food banks, our ministries, looking for the spirit of God. And, and I want to know that God. I need him. I don't yeah. need politics. That's what changes a nation. That's what changes right. people's minds and hearts. When that happens, that's revival repentance yeah. first and then people crying out for god like you are the only one you're the only one that can solve these problems because we are heading for we're heading for a, a very big moment in our nation a, a precipice moment a point in time when it will be history will be made and we are going to see the hand of god deliver this nation and people are going to be on their knees crying out saying lord lord where have you been and he's gonna say i've been here the whole time i was waiting for you and I'm ready. My arms are wide open. Come back home. That's what's going to happen. I've, I have felt this forever. And so as important as it is to talk about the politics and get that part of it right, that's not where the answer is ultimately going to lie. It's going right. to lie right. in him and him alone. And he's going to make that abundantly clear to this nation and to the world that this is the end time harvest. But it doesn't mean it's the last days. This isn't the closing time. We have a lot of work to do. There's a lot yeah. of work that God has for the next couple generations. You know, I, the church has sat on its hands for so long and said, we're waiting for the rapture. We're waiting for the rapture. Well, great. We're all waiting for that day. It's going to be a yeah. glorious day. But guess what? There's work to do. Like, we don't get to just sit back and collect unemployment in the church. <laughs> you can get, yeah. out of, get out of the unemployment line. Do your job. And let's make this thing happen. You know, let's be mm -hmm. partners with him. Let's be partners with God. Right. All right. Sorry, man. I had to let that out. That was burning inside. No, me. you're fine. You know, a, a friend of mine, I just I, I've talked to, I talk to him almost every day, but he is uh, the former EPA director for the Trump administration and former senator and congressman. And him and I started uh, rooftop worship in Washington, D.C. Uh, back a couple of years ago. And it was on top of, uh, we called the embassy, one of the embassies and uh, congressmen, senators, different people from all over DC would come in and come to this rooftop and we would literally just worship the Lord. And it's funny because you'd see people there that you recognize and you're like, I had no idea they were a believer, you know, because uh, mm -hmm. me only shows certain parts of who they are anyway. So, uh, but him and I were talking and he, he was talking to me about a vision that he had and it makes so much sense. And I want to share it. He, he was talking about, he had a vision one night and uh what god had spoken to him was it, your job is to go and get as many uh disciples as possible you've got to go and get and share the word of god and share his is that there's hope and 
he said what he envisioned, what he seen was he he was the pilot of this jumbo jet, the largest jet you could possibly get passengers on. And he said his job was, and he felt, well, our job was, is we park up, we park this jumbo jet, and our job is to go and bring as many people to get on that plane that's going to go to heaven. And he said, and then when we go to heaven, we've got a full plane. And, you know, they say, good job. I, you know, great and, and amazing servant good, that you are. Good and faithful servant. Yeah, yeah. good yeah, good and faithful servant. And he, and he said, I turned around to go get back in my jet to go get more people. And they were like, where are you going? He was like, no, you're here. You can't. And he was like, no, I got more to go get. And they're like, it's too late. And when he was telling me this, my heart began to break by saying, God, I, I don't, I don't want to ever get to the point where I feel like I've done enough and I filled up a jet and I'm flying them to you. And then knowing that there's still so many more people and now I can't go back. I'm like, listen, I don't know what size ship you need to give me, but this token need to be big. I mean, so big because if I ain't coming back, I want to take as many people on this planet that I can take with me. And so it sparked something in me, you know, about the, you know, uh, where the Bible talks about leaving the 99 to go find the one. And for me, you know, I, I, I want to go continue to find that one, that one, that one, this one, that one, until there's so many people that uh, whether I, this, this is not about building resting place. I'm not talking about a plan to build a resting place. I'm talking about a plan to get people to heaven. Mm -hmm. And however that may look for people and however that has to go. But when he was sharing with me and he was heartbroken about this, I was like, God, you know, a jumbo jet full of people. That's great. Some people may never lead anybody to the Lord. But for me, as a pastor, as somebody who shares the gospel, God, help me to help as many people that I possibly can to know about the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Now, I'm going to tell you what I think this revival is doing. Uh, not only is it bringing people to repentance, which is amazing, it's bringing people to humility. James chapter 4 talks about, you know, resist the devil and he will flee. That's the part that we all want to talk about. But the first part says, humble yourself yeah, before yeah. the Lord. Then when you resist the devil, he will flee. And what that means is you've got to humble yourself first. Yep. And I believe what God is bringing in this revival, this entire revival, is humility like we've never seen before, because I also believe there is a holy reverence, a fear of the Lord that is coming back. And that, my friend, is what's going to change the hearts and minds of the people who have been turned over to a reprobate mind, so to speak, who is living these lifestyles that are not pleasing to God. It's going to take a holy fear that only comes from the Lord that says, listen, you're either going to spend eternity in heaven or an eternity in hell, which one do you want? Now, listen, you can call me a fear tactic preacher all you want. But my job is to get people to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Now, I don't believe with the tactics that some people, even my dad when I was a kid, how they used in the Pentecostal and cares. I, don't, I may not agree with the tactics that they used, but the, but the message has never changed. There's only one way to the Father— it's through the Son. You have to be saved and know who He is to go to heaven. 
And so if that scares you half to death. It should. Hold on. That's good. Y'all hear me? Y'all see me and hear me? It should scare you half to death. If you're not living for the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and you're living a lifestyle that's not pleasing to him, you should be scared half to death. And which is a reason why I believe one of the reasons why God's bringing us to Royal Oak, because the lifestyle of the rich and famous are, are presented there in Royal Oak, and they're living a lifestyle that they have no fear of the Lord. There's no fear of that's God right. in what's going on down there. And somebody, now I'm not, listen, I remember back in the day when my dad was a pastor, they would go and pray that certain bars and strip clubs, they would close down. And, and sometimes that stuff happened. Sometimes it didn't. I'm not worried about me going and praying to close down a bar or a strip club. I don't think there, there's any strip clubs there. I think our research found out there is no. But here's what I want. I want the people. I want the owners to come and find Jesus and let them make the decision to shut down their own business. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to be the one to do that. I want the hearts of man to be changed where they realize what I'm doing is not of God. Let me change this. I'm shutting down this business and I'm going to open it up for a, I don't know, a, a homeless shelter, or I'm going to turn it into a church, or I'm going to turn it into a, a worship center, whatever the case may be. That's what I want to, that's where true repentance has come in and people have found freedom. I don't have to close it down. They'll close it themselves. Uh I don't know. Maybe I'm just crazy. Maybe I just <laughs> no, don't. I no, don't understand man. the word head. the way everybody else does. But I just know <laughs> this. I've seen it. God move on people and change things, and it doesn't look like it used to. It's different methods, but we do have the same message. <laughs> so I'm getting all choked up over here. Just getting you're, all excited. You're, you're hitting on all eight cylinders, brother. Like, I'll tell you what, as you were speaking, I was thinking, though, there's some big bars down there in Royal Oak. I mean, huge bars. I used to hang out there all the time. I was I lived in Royal Oak for about 10 years of my life. Not lived, I mean, I lived partying down in Royal Oak. And I can tell you this, there are some monster bars down there. I mean, they hold two, 3,000 people. And those places I could totally see becoming worship centers, feeding stations. Really? Clothing, you know, like, like, I mean, it's, I think... Really? man i'm like you're getting me excited brother like i i want to be a part of it man i i i'm well, I feel wouldn't, it, it be I, awesome, I, wouldn't it be awesome if i had a meeting with somebody who owned one of those large facilities that you just mentioned and maybe i had a dream i don't know maybe and maybe i just crazy. wanted to go share that with one of these guys who owns a whole lot of stuff in royal oak and is a mover and shaker on the different side of the spectrum than i am but somehow God yeah, comes in cool. and tragically changes his life. And the nightclubs where uh, all these athletes and, and, and Lord. Anyways, I, I don't want to give away too much because I don't want somebody watching this and knowing exactly who I'm talking about. But I'm telling you, and I'll go a little bit a step further. In the dream was a person who owns nightclubs in Royal Oak. And I yeah. know him because we, we met through a security uh, business that I was involved in and I met him and we've, we've, we've had a relationship and I'm believing that God is going to use him to do amazing things for the kingdom. And if God tells him to shut it down or maybe to do something different, I, I don't care what it is. You know, who's going to be standing in line to be his biggest supporter? Me. <laughs> yes, sir. Because, because 
God doesn't co- bring people to collaborate and connect people together for you to just shake their hand, say thank you, and then leave. No, God, if he brought me to him and he brings me to these people, there's a purpose behind it. And it's more than just getting something from them. It's about depositing something into them, which means I have to have time to build a re- relationship where our relationship will resonate with one another, even if we're on the opposite side of the, of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. God will have a he has a way of just moving things around and shifting things so that when you come together, we're on the same page and God will speak. And I'm believing God is going to speak to this man. Oh, man, I want to share so much with you. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, this is going to make me have to come back on because after I had this brother prayer, listen, and God does it. I'm going to have to come back on and tell you. Hey, the AC's the just like, he's trolling us right now, man. He's trolling us. <laughs> no, it's good, man. Listen, I, I told you. I don't have time for it. I, don't, I, I really don't you. have time for it. I'm looking at this saying, I, I need to go home and go to bed. But listen, what I'm telling you is this. I know what God says in his word. I know what God has spoke to me through prayer, through me praying and listening. And then now I'm obeying what he said do. And I've had men and women that have spoken into my life and told me to do it this way. And now I have to listen and I have to be a good steward of the things that God has not only given me, but that God has shown me and told me. And I believe by following his voice and the voice of those who have spoken into my life, God is about to open up doors that only God can do. I'm not talking about just operating in the favor of God. I'm talking about uncommon favor, like Mm -hmm. things that would blow your mind because you can't even comprehend the things. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for oh, it, man. I'm, I'm ready to see it. Ju- I'm about to jump up in this office and run around here. In about good, two good, man. Go Y'all got me all fired up. Go ahead and do it because you know <laughs> it's like you, man. I, I feel that sometimes. But you know, I think in regards to what you were talking about earlier, you know, and, and really everything that you're saying, you just, you just, you just bought. You just bombed us, dude. <laughs> so, so, no, that's I went the Holy grab- Spirit, man. That's the Holy Spirit. He's, just, he's I went- bombed us, bro. Holy Spirit is taking out the enemy in Royal Oak. That's what that I'm was. Telling you. Hey, and that was that a prophetic mistake. I can, yeah. Do that one more time because it'll be a three, threefold, and the enemy cannot come against a threefold. That's three explosions. He's done. He my little, it's just like what John Jones did to. Uh, Cyril gone the other night in oh, two minutes, choked him out. It was over with. You knew that was coming, man. Yeah, you knew that yeah. was coming. But yeah. listen, the champ is yeah. back, and God is saying He is coming back to Royal Oak again, where the foundation of Royal Oak was created. God was in the middle of it. Now He's being brought back in. And I'm not saying none of the 20 churches that are there are not rejoicing and they're not worshiping God like like they're supposed to. I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking mm-hmm. about another wave that's coming through that not only is going to benefit Resting Place, but it's also going to benefit every one of those 20 churches if they will allow him to come in mm-hmm. and move again. This yeah. revival that's yeah. sweeping through is going to fill their churches. There's not a listen, you can't take the attendance or the population that can fit in all 20 churches or 21 churches now, and you cannot fit all the people that's in Royal Oak will not house be housed in 21 churches. So yeah. it takes all of us to do this. Yep. It takes a, it and, takes a village. And some of those big bars. There's Absolutely. lots of room in those big bars. We need those we need those facilities. We need those facilities. <laughs> we'll call them down the theaters. In Jesus name. There's a couple big theaters we there. Theaters. We could we could yep. take those. 
You know, uh, I, I mean, hear that honestly, they get a big conference conference room starts, at that new uh, Hilton. Let's go take that over too. I don't. I'll really, tell you. I, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Why does it have to be in a building? Why can't it be right on Main Street or on Woodward? Let's, uh, no, it, it'll be about. on Main Street. Think because think about on Main Street. I promise you, th- we'll be on that, Main Street. Think think about the Woodward crews and how many cars. The folks that are out there probably don't know this. Yeah. A lot of people come from yeah. out of state. Every August, they have a thing called the Woodward Cruise. It's gigantic. I mean, all kinds of classic oh, yeah. cars and new massive. cars. It's it's massive. Thousands and thousands and thousands yep. of people. Hundreds of thousands. It's it's a oh, big yeah. thing. It goes right for like Royal 10 Oak. miles. Right through Royal Oak, through Detroit, uh, through Pontiac. It goes through all the, the major hubs. Yeah. If, if Revival breaks out, let's just say it breaks out next year. Or let's say it breaks out this summer. Yeah. That Woodward cruise becomes like a feeding ground for people coming to the Lord. Like it's insane. I'm telling you. From, I'm telling you. And we just and all those look. No, go ahead. Go go ahead. I was, well, I was just gonna say all those people that come from out of state, right? They go back and they bring that fire back to their state and to man, their cities. Right. Right. Man. Think about exactly. that. Exactly. I mean, we were just down in Royal Oak. Uh, this was a, a couple of weeks ago. I was down there with with Pastor AC, and we were down there for a for a walk. You know, we were doing a prayer walk around the city, and we we stopped at the end of the walk and we went to uh main street and we were sitting there at starbucks and just kind of like you know sitting there and, and and having conversation for a little while but there was like a music festival that was going on on main street and it was like it was crazy when you walked out of starbucks there's people everywhere just constant loud music and lots of things happening and we were we were kind of joking back and forth like what would that, what if that was a revival service that was like sitting right there on main street they it was yeah. funny because it was kind of cold outside and so they had everything inside these tents but these tents just kept going like long yeah. long long tents and they're having you know probably a full-on party inside them but i mean we could have a party. Listen, their church. music was good, but I can promise you, resting places music is a whole lot better. <laughs> a whole lot better. I can, I can, I can attest to that. I Listen, when, to when, that. when you right after you guys left, I left, and there's a few of us that was left still at Starbucks. When we came out, I actually did a Facebook live, yeah, right there, yeah. uh, across from it, and you know, and I began to speak into it. This is, you know, another event that goes on there is the what is it, Arts, Arts Beats, Beats and Eats. Yeah. Listen, I'm already telling you, I'm I have I have connections with that. I'm planning on having multiple tents in Arts Beats and Eats, and I'm I'm gonna give away water, uh, and, and we're gonna listen. I shouldn't probably even give this away, but you know what? Let other churches do it. I don't care. You know they these palm readers they they talk mm-hmm. about reading your palms. Or, you know, <laughs> I know where listen, you're going with this. I'm, I, I'm gonna put a sign up that says you know spiritual readings. Yep, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, when yeah, they yeah. come in there, yeah. I'm going to give them a spiritual it, reading. And if yeah. I was just going to believe for them, but I'm going hey, to give away bottles of water. I don't know. I don't know. We may be giving away all kinds of stuff. And yes, sir. we just we want to be able to give back to the community, but in a way where people are like, okay, okay, you you got a church here at Arts Beats and Eats. That's cool. Let's do it. Yeah, I was and just going to tell you. We have all these artists. We have these artists that attend uh, Resting Place now that are, I mean, they, they paint beautiful art. And so oh, I'm no. thinking I'm going to, I'm going to get a tent and I'm going to, I'm going to put all their art in there. So when people are coming in, they're seeing art about Jesus. They're seeing yeah. art about the cross and about, uh, you know, the blood that was shed and, and all the stuff that, 
I, I mean, I, I have an office full of art right now uh, from different ones that, that paint. Um, I'll make a I'm couple just, pieces. Yeah. Let's do it, man. I, I'm, I'm all about it because I just want to – I don't even care about selling it. I just want people to walk in because the presence of God that was there when they painted that during our live worship service was is breathtaking. I walk past it now at my house, and I, I get the – I get those Holy Ghost bumps, you know, mm-hmm. when you walk back and you're like, oh, my gosh, I can still feel that moment. It's saturating in that payment. Well, that, that pay, painting. So I, I want to put those in uh, a tent and let people walk in there and experience the tangible presence of the Holy Spirit. Man, um, I, y'all, man y'all, I was, y'all got I, me going. I don't know what y'all it, doing, but you all got me it, turned out. When, when, well, when are we doing this, man? When are we riding? Yeah. What's the date? Turn tell I don't know. Let's we go. gotta figure it out. But let's I'm go. It's let's funny. Go. AC, I was gonna say that about the tents. Um, I don't know if you know what Burning Man is. They do that once a year, that big Burning Man oh, yeah. thing out in yeah. uh, the yeah. desert yeah. or whatever. Um, big old. Well, John John Paul Hardy Jackson. Drug Hardy. Yeah, 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 it's weird. Uh, John Paul Jackson. He died. I don't know, maybe five six years ago now. But I used to follow his ministry right. quite a bit. In fact, he taught me mm-hmm. dream interpretation. That was I knew I had a gift of it, but I, I needed to refine it. And he like really yeah, helped yeah. me with it and stuff. And his ministry, they would go out to Burning Man and they would do the exact same thing. They would have, you know, there was the palm readers, the new age garbage crystals, all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then he, and then they would have a, a tent right smack in the, in the middle saying dream interpretation, right? And so people yeah. would come in and the, they're just new agers, you know, and they're like, they're <laughs> into Hinduism or whatever. Even yeah, Wiccan, yeah. you know, a lot of witches and stuff, they would come in and then they would say, well, give, you know, tell me your dream and we'll interpret it for you. And they would just blow these people out. The Holy Spirit would just move like crazy. These people would just start wow. weeping. And so, yeah, he said it was just, it was, they did it every year. Um, so when you said that, it was funny. I was thinking that same thing. I'm like, wow, you could have tents set up there, spiritual reading, right? Of course they're going to come in or they see that. And then you start yeah. giving them, you know, dream telling them what God's, I love that. yeah, get, pro- yeah prophesying over them. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. We were downtown. We were downtown earlier this year for the International Day of Prayer. We were yeah. right down there in Hart Plaza, and we're down there, and we're you know we're handing out care packages and you know little like these uh, bags of hope with like different toiletries and all these things to all the homeless people that are down there. But they had all these all these you know preachers, pastors that were coming on, and you could hear the message because of the way the buildings are structured it boomed through the city like you could hear it and i actually have a couple videos that i was just like walked around and i did a couple of lives and some reels and i was just like filming it but you could hear it echoing off of all the buildings and Mm -hmm. i'm thinking i was thinking to myself how far are people hearing this and then the funny thing was you could see people like they would come over there they're just all of a Mm -hmm. sudden like what is going on over here Maybe they thought it was a music festival. Maybe they thought it was, you know, something that was going on, but people would come over like, and just to find out what the buzz was about, you know, mm-hmm. like curiosity. And it was, it was, and I mean, that's, that's in, that's in downtown Detroit. That's in, that's the, that's the heart, which is, mm-hmm. you know, heart Plaza. That's the heart yeah. of the city. And it was just amazing to be down there and see all these people. And the next thing you know, you just saw more and more crowd, more and more of a crowd. And the funny thing was they had, they had a festival going on down there. It was, uh, I want to say it was like a, it was like a jazz festival that was going on. That was like one block over. 
And so the next thing you know, people are coming from the jazz festival over to see what's going on. And they thought it was like almost a continuation of the jazz festival. Yeah. 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 And, you're, and they're over there and all of a sudden you're hearing, you're hearing people up there like, this is where we need to be. This is what heaven looks like with all of us together with all yeah. of these different colors and denominations. And this is what we need to be. And the funny thing was, you know, some people, they just turned and walked away because they weren't wanting to hear it. But there were other people that just stood there and they're like two, three pastors later, they're still standing there. And I was just like, wow, I see this is what, this is what it is. You know, this is the sort of movement that I want to, I want to see happen that I'm excited for, you know, in, in Royal Oak, I'm excited for it in Berkeley. I'm excited for it in Ferndale. I'm excited for it in Macomb Township, like all the places yeah. around Michigan, you know, I'm excited for it because I know that God can do the miraculous. The biggest thing is we need, we need not focus so much on being perfect. We need to focus on being postured. You know, I mean, that's really what it is. We're not always going to do or say the right things, and we're not always going to catch it right when it's there. But as long as we're postured and we're prepared, then miraculous, amazing things can happen. I've seen it. I've witnessed it in my own life. And that's why I know the the, the tangible, real move of God is something that has got to happen. And I know that it's something that will, whether people want to receive it or they don't, they're going to, mm -hmm. they're going to get bit. They're going to get bit by it because God's going to present himself in such a real way that he cannot be denied. Now right. he do, he's already done that in the eyes of like ourselves, of, of the believers, of the ones that have been perceptive and postured and present in the moment to see the move of God to see how he how he does something with the the random alcoholic that that walks into a church doesn't understand why he's there and the next thing you know it's just like boom all of a sudden this guy launched a ministry and made a made a you know a revolution of a difference and it's like see this is where God gets a hold of us but this is where we have to be postured not focusing so much like I said on being perfect in everything that we do um because we don't want to i guess we don't want to be robotic or seem rehearsed mm -hmm. we just kind of want to let god do it you know i know that i don't have it all figured out but i know that he does and so when i can't figure it out i rely on him to help me <laughs> like hey man can you give me a can you give me a little something to say here because i don't really know what to say and then the yeah. next thing you know a lot like what's going on right now with the with this conversation we're having right now then a mouth opens and just all these things start to come out yeah man and, you hit yeah. on it though see you have to be genuine it has to be genuine that's why that's why the church has failed miserably it's become plastic it's artificial it's not real it's got to be it's true a it's it it has to be look when people walk into a church and it's their first time into a church they should be welcomed with open arms most people try and shy away. They don't go up in and not all churches, you know, I don't want to label them all in the same camp, but, but most churches, the modern day church has ignored that person. Ah, they're not part of us. They're not part of the clique. They're not, a, they're not a member. That's, that's all garbage, man. That that's got to go. Christ you went to everybody I, and Christ went, thing, Christ I, I went I to the religious leaders and pointed them out. Yeah. I don't, I don't say this to be a correction to what you're saying, but where the church is missing it is, we are the church yes sir mm -hmm. and it's time for us to be the church um right. it's not enough just to go to church anymore uh we believe that god has more so much more for each individual that comes i mean 
it's a it's about a relationship with Jesus is more than just attending Sunday school or owning a Bible or I don't know posting scriptures on social media or even attending worship services occasionally. I I believe, and this is one of the things that we're teaching at Resting Places, the church is not a building. We are the people, the church. That's right. Yeah. And if if we're going to see revival, it revival is happening with the people. It's not in the building. I mean, obviously, revival doesn't look pretty at Asbury in an old chapel. It doesn't look pretty that way. But the reason why it's successful is because people are reasoning it's not about the building. It's about the people. And Matt, you mentioned it. It's about where the heart is postured towards. And and I believe that 100%. But again, until we humble ourselves before the sight of the Lord and we are willing to repent, and get forgiveness, forgive others, and also forgive ourselves for things that people struggle with, and get saved and get salvation into our life, we're never going to experience the freedom that people want. But in order for that to happen, again, it's got to be about we are the church. We have to be the church. It's not about the building. It's about the people. And our job, again, is to serve hope on a platter every single week and when people begin to be hungry and thirsty for the things of the lord and they have a reverence a holy reverence for the lord again they fear god again uh we will see the greatest awakening outpouring revival whatever you want to call it is going to sweep this nation but it starts with people understanding i'm not worthy god i can't keep doing this the way i'm doing it i want to they humble themselves and they pray they seek after God. When this takes place, we will see the church doors will close in a lot of places because people are going to leave the building and go out. And we'll see it in tents. We'll see it in the streets like we talked about and right there on Main Street. And we're alone. I, I Listen, if we only have a building to be a place to go and hang up your coat uh, and, you know, have hot chocolate in the winter and uh, cold water in the summer so that we can walk out that building and go throughout the city and walk and spread the gospel, then yeah, so yeah. be it. I don't mind paying a lease or a mortgage payment on a building that is just there for us to meet up and then take people back that need uh, like a hospital, you know, take them back, then let people pray for them and walk them through things. But really, again, if we're going to be the church, we've got to leave the building and we need to be the church because that's what we're described as in the Bible. We are the church. Right. It's a people. Man, I've preached like five sermons already tonight. I, I, I mean, I haven't, I haven't taken up an offering yet. We got to take up an offering or something. Yeah. Ecclesia is the word in Greek, right? That's not a building. It's, it was people. And, you know, and exactly. I think, um, I think when I'm glad you brought up that point, because I, I think we touched on that last week too, or maybe it was on my other show, but that's the point that, the devil's really good at turning things very um he, he he can take things that are very common sense and make them very complicated you know what i mean like it like he'll take the obvious and make it into something that's masqueraded and i think the church is one of those things like he's convinced you it's brick and mortar brick and mortar brick and mortar and it isn't it's never been that mm. the, the lord said where two or three are gathered Okay, it's when and it's, mm-hmm. it, it's we are to gather together 
to confess our sins one to another that we may be healed, to edify each other, to build each other up in the faith. Um, and it, yep. that can be with at a small Bible study. It doesn't have to be at mm -hmm. some you know a building. It could be in someone's home. It could be in their backyard. It could be on the front porch. And we got to right. get back to that. I think I think we are heading towards the Book of Acts. I mean, I really think we're going back to that, where it's going to be very localized, and you know, it's going to be very edifying to the people that are going there. They're going to be being discipled, and that's something that's been lost. There hasn't been a lot of discipleship. People aren't learning how to walk this thing out. Like I can't tell you how many people I see I've talked to over my life since I've been a Christian that don't understand the flesh and the spirit battle within themselves. They just, they didn't even know that. I mean, that's a, that's mm -hmm. 101, you know, I mean, that's, that's like, you got to know that you have to yeah. understand what you're up against every day and how, how you deal with that and how the, the, you know, Amen. your mind is this battlefield that needs to be renewed daily and transformed. Yeah. And, uh, and then, like you said in the beginning, identifying my identity is in Jesus Christ. It's in nothing else. He I'm bought yeah. and paid for. If he bought me with his own yeah. blood, then I'm his. I was a lease. Yeah. I was a lease anyway, right? I mean, we're all lease, really. I mean, we we all got a certain amount of time on this earth, and then you're going to spend one place yeah. or another in eternity. So, you know, I prefer that my lease expires with him, and uh, I'm just glad he bought out that lease that I can go back and be with him. So I, I'm I'm excited, 100%. man. I'm, I'm excited where it's all going. I love what you're saying, brother. Like it, this is man. The good. There are some really good days ahead. <laughs> there are some. I, oh there man, is. I can feel it in my bones. Feel it in my bones. There's a shift. There's a shift that's been happening, um, and I. This goes back to before the first of the year. Like I said last week, we actually started revival the first week of January at resting place because God spoke to me and said, "It's time. I'm moving across this nation. Be ready." And so we started a revival, and we've been going nonstop every week. And so. Um, I'm convinced that there's an outpouring that's happening and it's not going to stop. Um, no matter what the enemy tries to do, it's not stopping. And because men and women are getting hungry for God like never before, young people who are influencers are being hungry like never before, and they're going to start influencing more and more people for the kingdom's sake. And uh, I'm just telling you, man, uh, if there are people who are watching tonight and you're anywhere near the Detroit area, I'm going to encourage you to come out and just be at resting place for uh, a service, one of our gatherings, and just allow God to speak to you. You know, I know Matt's been there uh, multiple times and, and uh, I'm gonna have to make God a trip just out speaks. There, <clears throat> yeah, for sure, man, for sure. Go together, 24th man, of March should be good. Yep. And so I, I'm, I'm asking, and are, is Rusty Place the only church around that's, no, no, it's not the only church around that's getting filled by the Spirit and God is moving and performing miracles. Uh, I, I, I did tell you guys about the lady who fell in the shower, right, last week? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Laid there for yeah, four days. Amazing. Listen, amazing. listen, right now, I found out earlier today, she's doing better than she's, she's done in months and God. God continues to renew her strength, and God continues to do the things. We're talking about a walking, living miracle of God. Let's Spared go. her life. And so we're seeing these things happen on a weekly basis. Um, and I'm just encouraged. But any place that is gathering, that is, is watching God move and have an impact on their community, 
listen, you, everybody listening to this should find one a place like that and get involved. Don't just sit back and, and watch and listen. Maybe you need to do that for a week or two, but get involved, go down to the altar, get involved, talk to the leaders, see what you can do to help build the kingdom of God wherever you may be. If you're here in this Detroit area and you're looking for a place, listen, I need help. We're growing so fast that I don't have enough leaders to help. We're, we're steadily trying to build the infrastructure. And then I know that when we relocate everything here to Royal Oak, we're going to have a problem with, with space again. So I, I'm, I'm telling you, you have a place someplace, wherever it may be. You can find your identity with who God is. Listen, I, I'm called a pastor right now. I'm called a worship pastor. And I'm probably called a whole lot of things by a lot of people. But anyways, that's what <laughs> I'm called. That's a title that I am. But who I am and my identity is I am A.C. Cordell, the son of the living God. That's who my identity is. I identify mm -hmm. as the son of my mom and dad, Wendell and Linda Cordell, who were pastors. I identify that because that's a factual thing as well. They were my parents. I love them to death. But my identity is in who I am in, in, in Christ. And I am a son. I am a joint heir of the kingdom of heaven. Yes, sir. What more do you want? Seriously, what, what more could you ask for than to say, I'm a joint heir of everything that God has for me and yep. for this world and for his kingdom? You know, I used to say, God, let's, I'll be happy with just a tent in the backside of, of heaven if I can just get in. You know what? I'm getting selfish now. I'm really, I'm starting to get selfish. I really want to have a place right next to wherever Jesus is hanging out. Mm. I mean, take me there. Let me hang out. I mean, maybe him and I can wear some Jordans and we can shoot some hoops once in a while or something. I don't know. But I want to be where, where Jesus is at because he is who I've been fighting for all these years. He is who I've been pushing for for all these years. And I can't wait to sit down. I've got a list of questions for him. And, mm -hmm. and I can't wait to sit down with him and just, and just know what's going on. But I'm telling you, the spirit of living God is moving fresh across this nation. No matter where you are and you're watching tonight, find a place that has that going on. And if they don't, excuse yourself nicely and go find somebody that does. Because mm -hmm. we need to be in the presence of almighty <laughs> God where things are happening. Miracle signs and wonders and be a part of it. Don't be a spectator, be a participator. I am That's done. It. I have nothing else to say except for I love both of you. I appreciate you. I've preached like six <clears throat> messages tonight. I'm going to have yeah. to go back and take notes so I can preach them at resting place sometime. Oh, this is good, good news. That's good news. You'll be able to go back and review. <laughs> it'll be good it'll yeah be good. we got we have all of uh we have all of your media stuff we have all of your all of your media stuff already everything's um, in the yeah, description I, I, in the video i, I don't know here's did, your did I give website. You the website address yeah it's right here okay yep. yeah you know what um i just noticed that uh there's some things that are, are are not done yet and so i know i've been with uh with our web designer the last few days trying to get some stuff up so um, overlook it because it's still under construction. But if you, uh, one thing that we are, we've been a lot of people who are not in this area, they're not able to be here. They have joined us as a partner with us at Resting Place. And on the website, there is a place that you can become a partner and so into our ministry. And if that's something that God tells you to do, 
then so be it. I won't tell you to do it, but if God tells you to do it, we'd love for you to sow into our ministry and help us do what God is calling us to do, not just in Royal Oak, but this entire region. Um, but it also talks about our services. Uh, you'll probably find a little bit of information more about me on there. Um, yeah, it talks about what we believe in, uh, some of our co core values. And so, uh, plus you can follow me on all the social media. I think I'm on everything. Um, if I'm not on it, I'm not on TikTok. Um, I'm believing that's going to be shut down before too long. Anyways, that's just my opinion. Um, oh boy. Yeah. I dropped so, yeah. the uh, link in the chat, guys, for his website, rpdet.com. That's restingplacedetroit.com. Also, uh, on the in the description on Rumble and on Foxhole here, uh, all of his social media is also listed there. And uh, man, I'm gonna I gotta get down and visit you guys. I gotta get over there. I wanna Let's I wanna go, be man. part of this. I'm excited. Hey, listen, I'm excited. What's going on? I've been waiting for a long every, time. Every Friday night. I mean, last week we had to cancel because of the storm that we had, and it, I was miserable. Let me tell you how miserable I was, not being able to hang out with my peeps and and just watch God do some. There was an expectation, and then Friday night when when we we're having to make a decision because it was so bad here. You know, yeah, I'm just like, nasty. oh man, I'm so disappointed. And God said, "Don't you think that I can pick up where we left off next Friday?" And I was like, "Okay, let's <laughs> yeah, do it. the All devil's right. a liar." So man. <laughs> I am looking forward to this Friday night because God is about to pour out some some amazing things. Matter of fact, this Friday night, um, for those who uh, may find us live uh, or are able to come, uh, we are going to be. There's going to be a couple people who have received miraculous miracles and i'm going to be allowing them to share a, a testimony a little bit that night as well and there's also somebody that's coming that i believe has a prophetic word that's going to be sharing i'm going to be sharing uh what holy spirit has given me this week um it's going to be a powerful night and we're going to watch and see the hand of god move in a special way so yeah if you're in this region this area and you're able to join us on friday night at 7 p.m the address, I think you guys have it, it's 24400 uh, West 7 Mile uh, there in Detroit, 49219, I believe. Yeah, 49219. That's yeah, our it's address. right at like 7 in Telegraph. Yep. <clears throat> and so, uh, but come out. God is doing some amazing things. Listen, you'll love the worship, I promise you. I may even, I may <laughs> yeah. even get involved in the worship a little bit. You never know. Come on. <laughs> Did you say you stream? The services too on your website? Uh, we don't stream it on the website yet. Uh, it is uh, on Facebook. On YouTube? Um, oh, Facebook. Okay. Um, it's on Facebook. Uh, all that stuff is coming. We just, we've been having to work with all of our designers and trying to make sure everything is, we want to launch everything at one time. And so there's a lot of adjustments we're making. And uh, so it's coming soon. So just, if you're watching my social media, we will let you know when everything is, is fully live and then we will be uh, broadcasting on YouTube as well. So amazing. Cool. Awesome. Very bro. cool, man. Well, thanks yep. again for coming on, man. That was very encouraging yes, and inspirational. Looking forward to the days ahead and sharing it with my two boys right here, man. Cause I think we got a lot of that's work it. that's going to be coming in, our, coming our way. <laughs> I can't I'm wait. For the hey, time. listen, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to start up my old podcast uh, called Army of Lions. Um, well, Ooh, like actually, that. we had two. We had we had Army of Lions and then Young Lions, 
And uh, I'm getting ready to start that back up. And uh, number one, I could use your help, Gino, and, and understanding mm -hmm. how the process works now because it's changed over the last couple of years. But number two, I can promise you that you guys would be uh, on that show, maybe even some of our first guests. Um, cool, man. That'd be, so that'd be an honor. I'm, I'm excited. I, I just have to. AC, I just got to warn you ahead of time that I use auto-tune for every broadcast. So is that going to be okay? <laughs> you, you can't tell it, but he actually has like a really squeaky, like 13-year-old like... prepubescent voice. This is his radio voice. Uh, sorry, you know, man, Gino, this is why I like you. This is why I like you. This is why I like you. Because you're not afraid to give it back to me when I give it. So uh, 100%. I love it. I'll have a I'll have your own system set up in the studio so you can come there live Perfect. and we can auto tune you. I'll make you sound like uh, uh, Whitney Houston, name? Bruce Buffer, Bruce Buffer. Bruce. Ladies and yeah. Let's get ready to rumble. Let's get ready to rumble. Yeah, so yeah, we'll set you sure. up. We'll set you up. Let's do but it. But no, again, oh, I appreciate it, man. I love you guys, and I look forward to. Uh, you know what happens in the future maybe we can do a uh one of your podcasts live at resting place maybe we can do Ooh, it at our yeah. offices why oh, not cool yeah man have you come up that'd be amazing you know what we could do you you could come up on a friday during the daytime if you could get away and then after our our program we could go to resting place that'd be cool Although, sure. I mean, resting place starts at seven. Your program starts at seven, so I don't know. Do we pre-record it and then play it? Here, so here's the thing. My, <laughs> if you see my little office here, I've got three monitors. I've got my tower over here. All my equipment's, yeah, in, yeah. you know, I don't have it. Like, it's not on a laptop, so I can't like go yeah, mobile. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the only difficult part. It would if we did do something live. I, I'm, I'd have to figure out how I would stream through like my through like a phone or a camera i don't know how i would do yeah. that. i have to think about that yeah i do want to go think, mobile think though because i have thought about that that'd be very cool figure it out and let's make it happen i'll have i got yeah. a place now and we'll 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 host it yeah that'd let's be do cool. it let love the it. games begin yes, sir. i know listen again i love you guys i pray bountiful blessings on both of you guys that god would just open up Thanks. the windows of heaven as in malachi chapter three and pour out a blessing that you cannot even contain It'll Thank be you. more than Thank enough, you. overflowing, and as it overflows, that God is going to give you a, a blessing that you will be able to pass on for generations to come and for people that just need help. And yes, so I, I speak that over you guys, and I just bless you. And everybody that's watching, know that God is in control. He has a plan for you, and as you seek him, you will find him. Amen. And now I'm Amen. done. I'm signing off. I'm signing off, guys. <laughs> All right. We received that. All right, AC, Going man. Down. Thanks, bro. You take care. Love you guys. All right. Love you, bro. Love you too. Oh, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. That was very uplifting. I'm I'm so encouraged. I'll tell you what. You, you can always tell a pastor. You can always tell when someone's got yeah. that gifting on them because it's just you can tell they're just they get in that flow. Sure. You know, like yeah. they're not thinking about anything. It's just the, the Lord is just speaking right through them. And you can, I can always tell when someone's got that gifting. You can just feel yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, it's been spoken over me that I have that, you know, I have that eventual mm -hmm. title. 
uh, to be a pastor, but I'm not quite a pastor yet. But when I get in the flow of ministry, I kind of do the same thing. I just keep going and going and going. And I literally almost like AC, I have to be like, all right, dude, you need to like land the plane, dude, land the plane. <laughs> exactly. You know, like we've circled the hard. earth five times, land the plane. But it's like, but when you have an audience and, and, you know, what you've got is like real tangible food, you know, like this mm-hmm. is like, this isn't, this isn't, you know, milk, this is actual meat and potatoes. This is like real yeah. stuff. When, you know, when you see a starving world and you've got a meal to offer them, then you want to give them five courses. And so it's like, <clears throat> that's one of the areas I struggle. Pat, Pastor AC is a, he's far more polished than I am. Um, but, you know, we live and we learn. So see, but you know happens. what? I, this is this is the generation of forget the suit and tie preacher okay that's good there's a place and time for all that stuff but the guy wearing the hat and the t-shirt he's real he's that's that's what people see people can relate to that because it's not stuffy oh he's just a regular guy he's a regular dude like i there's you know i get it there's i don't like labeling and broad you know broad brushing everybody okay there are there's churches that you know i get it they're that way and that's fine but, but I'm telling you, there's a revolution going on. The revolution is, it's not the way you think it is. God is never, God is, I don't want to say he's unpredictable because we, he, he's predictable by his word, but then he does things that are supernatural that are not the way we think they're going to be. Like every time I've ever tried to plot out, okay, I think God's probably going to do it this way. And it's, I'm wrong every single time. And he does it some well, other way yeah. that's way more incredible than I could have ever dreamed up. And so that's where we have to put our heart. We have to put our heart in that place of an expectant heart saying, I don't care how you do it, Lord. I'm just no, going to yeah. do what you told yeah. me to do. I'm going to be obedient and walk in your ways. That's what I'm going to do. Myself and AC had a conversation a couple of weeks ago on the phone. We were talking for a little bit and, you know, we were talking about the, you know, the, the formalities um, and the, uh, the programs of churches and that's where there that's where there's an issue is everything is a program there's a time frame there's a regimen you know like everything's got to happen in order back in the day when revivals would strike sometimes i mean like think about what's going on right now sometimes they would go on for hours sometimes they would last for days and if that's what you're really looking for then you're going to find the time for it and that's really what it comes down to so but yeah, dude, we'll definitely, if you, if you want to go down to a resting place, he does it every Friday night. Um, so we can definitely go down there, you know, we'll get down there and check it out. Um, for sure. Without a doubt. Um, you're muted. You're full on. We got to pray that we got to pray that no, uh, big I, mute gate. Sorry. Dang. I yeah, almost yeah. made it through a whole show. <laughs> um, we have to pray that we don't get that big snowstorm they're talking about this Friday so oh yeah 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 whatever i mean it it is what it is nothing's gonna last at this point we are getting to the tail end of the season i mean for those of for for those of the listeners that are on here that are aren't from michigan we're pretty battle tested here um we get a we get a like a wide array like literally we had a snowstorm this uh this was what probably i don't know three four days ago and we got like eight inches of snow and the next it day does. it was like 55 degrees. It was and it all melted. It was it a, it was a, it was a mess. It was just water everywhere, mm-hmm. but the snow, the snow was gone. 
literally like i mean i was bummed about it because i went out there and i shoveled the snow me too and had i just waited like five hours it would have just melted (laughs) i said the same thing to my wife i shoveled (laughs) three times during oh it was miserable i do my my neighbors so heavy and wet oh my gosh it was so heavy and wet it was like a mix of water it was a mix of rain and snow did you see the thunder yeah dude that wasn't that crazy I, Snow I'm out there. Sh- people. The first time I'm shoveling, all of a sudden the whole sky lights up like blue and green. And I thought yeah. a transformer blew up. And then all of a sudden no, I hear I so thunder. Terrible. It happened three times while I was out there. And I'm like, yeah. now I have yeah. heard that before. That has happened before. It's not like, it's not, it's very unusual. But it's those were unusual like, unusual even that, here. Snow thunder. That was, but that was like, that was like summertime thunder. That was it crazy boomed. stuff. That was nuts. Yeah, it was unreal. Yeah. It was unreal. This is why I feel like, you know, this is why I feel like God's doing some things. He's doing some things. I think so too, you man. Know, I was we're wondering a... because, of the, because of the way that our season has been so unorthodox. I mean, we're getting 60 degree days in February, which is unheard of in Michigan. This time of year, we should be around like six degree days in February. Mm-hmm. And we're getting 60 degree days and. At one point, I went out to the to this farm that I go to to naturally I, I go to get my meat, and um, I was talking to some of those you know those good old farmers you know those good old boys that are out there, and I'm like, so what do you guys think is going to happen with this growth? You know, because I was worried about it because that that deep frost that snow mm-hmm. that snowpack has to happen, yeah, because it kills off the last of whatever vegetation or any insects or anything that existed in in the soils and in the trees and then when it melts it waters everything and so it's like absolutely necessary and these farmers are like i don't know the ground's been really dry and i'm like you know i'm i'm concerned about that too i mean great granted i'm grateful to walk out in february and it's sunny and it's warm (laughs) but at the same time something about it doesn't feel right growing up and living here my entire life it's like this isn't right there's something wrong with this and so it's kind of hard to be grateful in the moment. And then all of a sudden, here we are at the end of the season and it's like snow and then it's going to melt snow and then it's going to melt snow. Mm. You needed water. God said you, you, needed, you needed water in Michigan. So here's a bunch of <laughs> we'll water. Take, we'll take rain. <laughs> we'll, take <laughs> yeah, we'll get it. You know, I got to say, though, over the last 10, 10, 12 years, our climate has changed here. Like it's, it's not like when I was, when I was a kid, it was snow from the end of October all the way through March. That was just every year. Like it never melted, but for the last 10, 12 years, we'll get us, we'll get a big snowstorm. And then within days it melts. And then you got green grass again. And then, and then all of a sudden we'll get another snowstorm. And then that melts after a few days. Like I love it. And it's not that crap climate change they're talking about. I think this is just something the earth goes through, through its, you know, there's a transition going on Yeah, for sure. There's a transition going on. I mean, I think even, even with my kids, you know, like my kids have even noticed like what's going on with what, you know, my kids are in their twenties and they're, they're like, what's going on with winter, you know, because when, even when they were small, you know, late nineties, early two thousands, I would build them like igloos Mm because I had so much snow. And it would be out there for weeks that they could go out there and play in it and whatever. You know, these days you build a snowman, it's a puddle by the next day. So it is kind of weird, but I love it. It's it's strange. I mean, <laughs> you take the good with the bad, I guess. Think about this. Every lake, we got like 10 lakes around me. None of them are frozen. Oh. Like, no, they used to be. It hasn't, they it used hasn't to be... been cold enough for long enough. 
Dude, they would so. freeze by 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 end of November. They were usually frozen solid until like mid-April. Like yeah. it's crazy. Like I haven't seen our lakes. It would the top layer would freeze a couple inches thick, maybe, and then it just melts off again. Like well, all the lakes here. To be said, you can, it's you can also downstate right though. It's also downstate. You know, because we went out to um, we went out to Gladwin a couple of weekends ago to visit my wife's aunt and uncle. They live out there and they have a house that's right off a lake, and that lake was frozen solid. Like I mean, literally, like there was ice fishermen all over it. And then we drove back home and there's not even any snow here. It's like, it's like the upper, yeah, the, Gladwin's the upper what, part like of three, the state. Is that three hours away? Uh, yeah, about that. It's about three hours. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's out there, you know, like Houghton Lake area. Yeah, yeah, it's out yeah. in that, it's out in that range in the middle of the, in the middle of the mitten. Um, but you know, the upper mid mitten. But it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it was amazing because I went out there and their lake was completely frozen. Like you could walk across it. There's yeah. ice fishermen out there all day and whatever. But we drive, the farther we drove back down, the less and less you saw. And by the time we got here, there wasn't even any snow. There was nothing. Right. Right. So it's we just, got a good it, friend. Matt, I got to interrupt you, man. We go got ahead. a good friend in, in the audience. Methods has joined it. Methods, my boy. How are you, brother? Man, we miss Methods. Now, Matt, you might not know who Methods is, but Methods is pretty much one of the reasons this Foxhole Network even exists. Methods, Red Pill, Woke Societies, a bunch of these guys, they all got blown up by cancel culture a couple years ago, and they said, you know what? Yep. We're going to start our own thing. And then they got together with the Mats, and they created this unbelievable platform known as Foxhole, which See? we are extremely it's thankful Matt's, for. It's Methods, dude. The Mats are... The Matt's methods i've been truth, praying man. for you i've been praying for you methods and your website's amazing dude i love that website and uh yeah man good to see you good to see you sorry matt go ahead no no you're good bro you're good by all means give honor where honor is due thank you yeah methods give, now i know that? your your name and now you know my face <laughs> he's gonna try to forget it man remember <laughs> don't you dare remember that um Gosh, what was that? Remember, I think it was the Dallas Cowboys. There was a thing where they used to play it all the time on the radio. Give him his due. And it was a, it was yeah. uh, Michael Irvin, the receiver for the cop. Do you remember that? Oh, my gosh. They used to play that like 10 times a day. Give him his due. I wish yeah, I had yeah. that sound, but I'd love, that would be amazing. So, all right, cool. Uh, oh, hey, buddy. Hope all has been. Yeah, everything's good, man. I appreciate it. No problem, man. Of course, you get the nice, kind words, bro. We Everybody loves methods, man. He's he's good guy, solid guy. All right, so Matt, Amazing. let's close up shop. Let's close up shop here. Uh, good show, man. I'm glad we had him on. That was man. I could listen to AC all day long, man. That guy's. I just told got you, a man. Gift. I told you, man. Yeah. I got I got a couple other prospects. I got a couple yeah. other prospects to come on that'll uh, that'll tell you the truth. I mean, with the with the with the network that I'm in, let's do it. With the network let's that I'm in, it. constantly moving from church to church to church, you know, like going around in this evangelical role, man. I meet some really amazing people that have a that have a true heart for God and just have a vision, and it's 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 wonderful in that way. That's why I kind of love it, you know. Some of my uh, my, I guess, older Christian friends that still are, you know in the whole church system they're all like i don't understand what you're doing and why you're doing it and it's like well right. you haven't met the people that i've met if you had then you would yeah 
because right, I totally. would have ne- I would have never had this opportunity. I would have never had the opportunity to get inspiration daily from different perspectives. And it, it's no disrespect from anybody that has a church home and that they love it there. But I just kind of, I, I'm always in a search for something more. I need more knowledge. I need more understanding. I need more perspective. I need to see vision. And, you know, so I'm just always out there looking and God kind of put my path in this way where all of a sudden all these amazing people have come into, into play. And, you know, one of the things that I prayed for for a very long time was uh, divine mentorship and relationships. And right. it's, you know, that's really starting to come into fruition. And I don't take any of those relationships for granted. So, yeah, I've got some people, I've got some people that I I want to I want to get on the show but I thought I would give Pastor AC the first crack back at it because I know he got cut off last time <laughs> so I was like you're first up dude you want you want to come back and he was like absolutely I'm like no meetings right and he's like nope not this time I'm like all right it's on then <laughs> like it's well, on I'll tell you what I, everybody buckle up with the with the amount of shows I've got going on now, he can come on any of them. I've got, I think I'm up to hey. six shows. I don't know. It's crazy. Anyway, I, so guys, what is, is today Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday. Okay, tomorrow, Rescue Wednesday. the Foster Mom. Man, we got, we've got some amazing guests coming on. I got Tara Rod, Rodas is coming on. She was the DHS whistleblower uh, who was blowing the whistle about all the kids being trafficked at the southern border. She's going to be coming on soon. We've got a great guest tomorrow. I forgot who was coming on. I got so many people lined up. I can't remember anymore. Um, good but we've got some, we got whistle, we got whistleblowers coming on. I think we're going to have another FBI whistleblower coming on pretty soon. Um, we've got, I'm, we're trying to get Lara Logan, which would be amazing. Lara would be an amazing guest. Um, lots of good stuff happening with rescue to foster. So that's tomorrow night, seven 30. We'll see you there Saturday. I'm waiting on my boy, Gino. I don't know if, uh, Gino Revan, he, he had some computer issues, man. They, something blew up. I don't, he is, I'll tell you what. You talk about someone that's been through a bad streak. He's been sick probably four or five times. His family's been sick a couple, three times. His computer blows up. His house got struck by lightning at one point. Like, it's just, like, ridiculous, the stuff that's going on. Uh, But he did get a a better position at his work, so that's kind of cool. But uh, I think he and I are going to do our random tandem show 11 o'clock on, or 11, yeah, 11 o'clock Saturday night. If not, we will be doing the blender, me and Michael, CPN, at 11 o'clock so one show or another will definitely be on saturday and then i also have a 2 p.m show on saturday with rescue the fosters because we have so many guests we can't fit them all they'll be lined up till next year so we're trying to do two shows a week every now and then to keep them coming so anyway if you hate me and don't want to watch me then that's the freedom of foxhole you get to tune into somebody else if you if you like what we're doing and you want to contribute uh, please consider buying a my pillow 2.0 or his sheets or the towels they're all amazing i love them the slippers are absolutely incredible z stack and z stack and z stack i got i in fact i got i keep forgetting to place my order i want to get that z stack for sure from uh, dr zelenko so yeah guys love you so much appreciate y'all thank you so much um and again see you tomorrow night 7 30 matt my brother take it easy yeah, yeah. love you guys Love you guys in the chat. Everybody be good and be blessed. We will see you soon. Take care. All right. God bless. You still here? It's over. Go home.
cabo. 